Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Monday, 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 Monday. What's up, everybody? Welcome on in Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. D Gun, Rob Ellis. Uh, so Gunner, our our buddy, our buddy, the Big B, the BCB, is uh, is having oral surgery as we yeah. speak, man, on that tooth. If you guys remember last week, for folks who were with us, he was he was he was a gamer, man. He was gutting it out, but he was having some. Yeah, he was. At one point, he was doing at one portion of the show. I was like, yeah, you know, I always thought the Eagles yeah. played pretty well on defense. You know, one of those. Things. And, and, and he said he said his his mouth was humming at the time. I'm like, what? I never yeah. heard of that humming. Yeah. Wow. So he had a, a. I swear to you, I'm not making this up. He had a screw loose, which we already know he has a screw well, loose. That's a given. Yeah, uh, he had a screw loose in one of his implants uh, in in a bottom tooth along his jawline anyway so he's getting it fixed today so he should be good to go for tomorrow so we're uh we're pulling for him man <laughs> we're, th- we're thinking I, of you I, I didn't think there was anything that could keep barrett brooks quiet um <laughs> but but that, that that's probably one of the few things you know His, i think the wife and kids are like woohoo no. <laughs> uh, but you know I mean, if anybody's experienced it Man, there's nothing like a toothache. It is the it just because oh. everything like your jaw hurts, your ear hurts, your neck can hurt. You know, you you eat anything, you drink anything, it can set it off, right, man. Right, right, uh, man. Uh, especially especially if you like drink something cold real quick and it's ooh. like, oh, oh yeah. man, yeah. So hopefully he'll be all right. We're, we're getting we're getting Barrett all fixed up today. He's, he's going to tune up, as they say. Uh, should be good. But how was your weekend, man? What would you end up doing? It was good. It was pretty low key. I'm still, you know, working, putting stuff back together on the patio deck. But then yesterday, the wife said she wanted smash burgers. Oh boy! And as and as you know, I have five grills. And since we redid the deck, uh, two of my grills are now being forced to the lower level. I used to have all five. You know, it was like a DJ having all his turntables right at his disposal. Now I'm going to have to walk a few extra feet down the stairs for a couple Aww. of the grills, but. Um, everything's still not back in place because they have a few paint touch-ups to still do. But I, I did smash burgers yesterday. I sent you a picture. Oh, they um, look good, man. I did, I, Xander, I if we bacon. have those, yeah, pull pull that up, Xander, please. They, they looked yeah. really good. Yeah. I did We're going to make uh, everybody starved at lunchtime <laughs> as, we, 
as we see this. That's a, my first reaction was I, I had hunger pains as soon as I looked at it. <laughs> now, how do you Dude, go uh, with the, you go? <clears throat> it's almost like the slider sort of smaller patties, right? Is that is that, no, it's, is that it's a smaller patty, but when you smash them down, yeah, yeah, you know, and I did the bacon also. Dude, that's uh, a see, lot that's, of burgers, man. How many did you well, do? Well, I did enough. There was 10 of us. So, you know, you got to make double patties for each one. Right, right. So um, you need about 20. So yeah. You need, yeah, you know. So you take the regular bread and you smash it down. Look, I got the bacon. Oh, the oh. bacon was sizzling, baby. This is, where, this is where you start killing me, man. You're killing me. And I was so on good. the Blackstone Grill, man. You know that Blackstone Grill? And when I bought my wife bought it for me as a gift. Now I had to read the boxes right on the box. It says on that because I have the four burner. There's a two burner, three burner, and a four burner. So my wife doesn't do anything small. She had to get me the big one. So on the box, it says, you can do 72 strips of bacon at one time. You can do 16 T-bone steaks at one time. Huh. And what was the other one? I forgot how many how many Like How many feet? Time. How wide is this thing? How, like, is I it, would say it's like two maybe, feet. No, is that crazy big? Uh, maybe three feet wide. Okay. Maybe three feet. Yeah. All and right. you got to buy all the attachments separate, like the smasher and the long handle griddle. What's up, I Mama mean, Brooks? Sorry. The long handle scraper. Yeah. So you don't burn yourself on it because that thing gets hot. You know? oh, the weird the thing glove, is like the glove thing on it. Well, I, have, I have I have meat glove, but I don't okay. use the gloves. It's just that you, you can't use a shorthanded scraper because you need a singeing. You, you got to get a long handle scraper. So you can gotcha. just like the restaurants have, you know, when you see them scraping yeah. the grill clean, they have the, you know, so I have one of those. Um, okay. And then you got to buy the, you got the cover for it, the metal cover. I put over it to melt the cheese quicker and plus to protect it so it doesn't rust. Then you got the cover, expensive cover for it, so you can protect it against the weather. I mean, they get you 20 different ways. You know, you pay for these things, and then all the attachments you buy and stuff, it's ridiculous, you know. Right. So, but yeah, I had to uh, um, I had to get out there and burn a little bit yesterday. Robbie, there you go, course, man. We're, we're still on baby watch here, so. That's right. So you're, for people who don't know, maybe you didn't tune in last week. So Derek's daughter is, she's still a couple weeks away. However, your sense is, the way she's carrying the whole nine that she went, she's going early. So it could be, could be any, her, any her time. Daughter, her, her daughter last July was born three weeks early. Right. Um, and this one technically her due date is September 7th. The doctors already told her that they will induce no later than August 31st. The baby, okay. she just had her latest ultrasound. She sent us pictures. He's already seven pounds, like seven pounds, 10 ounces right now. No, my so, man's my man's ready to ready to go. Yeah, he's dude, ready. and we sit there watching her stomach. This dude's like Mike Tyson. Punch, boom! You see half the stomach go this way. Boom! The other half is all of a sudden. This dude's flipping around, and I'm like, "Hey, man, come on out, man, and join this right. this wacky party." Yeah, he's like, here. "I'm I'm, I'm time for some new scenery for me, man. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready to roll. That's funny, man. I right, we see William. everybody in the chat section. We yeah. see Big William. We Big see William. Mike. See Chris, our girl finished. Chris. Yeah, Big uh, William, oh. the deck is finished. Yes. They just have to do a few paint touch-ups, brother, but I appreciate you asking. There you go. Uh, Fitness Rebel. What's up, Fitness Rebel? Mama Brooks, we always checking. Always good to What's see up, her, Mr. Fam? Taz. Our guy, Coach Marcus, who we had on last week. Uh, we see everybody. We, we love you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Everybody listening, everybody streaming. Thank you as well. Yeah, uh, locked in yesterday. <clears throat> I, I had a I had a weird day. Yeah, so I was uh, – yeah. I was doing the Eagles post game show, which I knew uh, on okay. radio for, for okay. WFA. I knew that, you know, whatever. So I, I watch, I'll watch until about three minutes left in the first half is usually my move. And then I leave my house, yep. which gets me yep. to the station, you know, right around the start of the third quarter is usually the way I like, cause I chart as much as I can. You know me, right, I'm a right. maniac with the chart. Yep. Um, 
so then I get into the station and I'm all right, locked in. I have the Phillies game on on the uh, two monitors. Phillies game's on on one monitor, and I'm I'm keeping my eye on the Eagles. So, you know, just want to know what's happening with the Phillies and locked in on the Eagles more because I'm doing a post game show. So okay, game Eagles game ends. You know, right around four, a little after four. Boom, good to go. So as you, I'm sure were saw the Phillies game went crazy long like insanely long, which we'll talk about in a little bit, like oh four hours goodness. and 26 minutes and 46 minute rain delay, you know, et cetera. Right. So uh, the, the host who was supposed to do the, the shift after, after me, after I finished the post game show, the Phillies are supposed to be long done. And then somebody else had a shift after me. Okay. That guy also works. It's Tom Kelly. Tom's a great dude. He also does engineering for the Phillies games. So long story short, he gets stuck there at the Phillies game. It was no through no fault of his own. The game just went crazy long, right? So he starts texting me when I'm in the Eagles post game show. Hey, dude, can you uh, you might have to do my shift after? What? what? Yeah. <laughs> Which and I love Tom, so I have no problem doing it, right? No problem doing it. So anyway, I'm like, all right, let's play it by ear. Let's see how the game goes. Anyway, you know the game went super long. So yeah. I did it. I did a double yesterday, man. I came off the came off the post game show and essentially just jumped right into, into Phillies mode right after that, after that loss. So did you, did you get double pay? Uh, yes. Okay. Or, yeah. Or, say, hey, hey, nothing's free in this world. Anymore, with, baby. And I don't, I, honestly, it wasn't a big deal. Like it was, right, I'm not, right, it's not a right. complaint, just kind of a weird right. circumstance. So, you know, yesterday you had the Eagles game one o'clock, which I, I was, it was a weird adjustment for you for an afternoon preseason game on a Sunday. Weird. Right. Uh, and then the Phillies game yesterday and the Eagles game, who cares what the score was? You know, there's takeaways and we're going to dive into offense, defense and special teams. And we got more cuts coming up this week, Derek. They get the biggies coming up, you know, in Next a couple week. of weeks. Yeah, yeah. The following week. Um, and we'll, we'll get into everything that we liked, what we didn't like, you know, et cetera. And then you had the Phillies game, which was just miserable because they, they jump out. They get three different leads in the game and they still cough it up in the end to a Mets team. That's what four just completely owns them this year in the, in the four and 15 or whatever it is uh, this season against them. You want to hear a crazy stat Phillies wise. So this year, this is in game started by Wheeler and Nola. Okay. You're two aces. You're two guys. Phillies are zero and nine against the Mets. When those guys start games. Oh, and nine against the Mets when Wheeler and Nola start. Yep. Let me let me add to that. I'm glad you brought that up because the record, they're 0 9 when those two start, but the record is 0 7, and their combined ERA against the Mets 4.38. Awful. But yet, but yet, Falter goes out on Saturday and pitches like an ace against the Mets. The best, one of the best games he's ever pitched as a, as a major league pitcher. But you know yeah. why? I figured it out. When the Mets got to Falter, they were arm weary from tattooing Nola and Wheeler. <laughs> They had, two, <laughs> they had 21 <laughs> hits in those first two games that Nola Terrible. And, and all those hits weren't against Nola and, and Wheeler. Yeah, but yeah. They had 21 hits combined in those two games. They won seven to two and eight to two. So they outscored them 15 to four in those two games. I know. They were tired when they got before. They were like, Falter, who's Falter? I, I buy it. Yeah, I buy it. That was terrible. That was terrible. So we'll get into the Phillies. And, you know, like I said, from an Eagles standpoint, and just a thumbnail sketch here, Derek. Um, I think the first the, the thing that stood out to me most with those first two drives, yeah, is how good their backup offensive line is. Like if, if you have an injury, I mean, they are deep, bit. man. 
I'm yeah. not surprised one bit. Jack Anderson, Driscoll, these guys, they were mowing people off the ball. And that kid, Jurgens, oh, my oh. goodness. Oh, my goodness. His ability to get downfield, to get past that initial point of attack in the trenches and get to the second level to get to the linebacker or the safety. I'm thinking, I'm watching Jason Kelsey. Yeah. I'm watching yeah. Kelsey. And this guy hasn't even played a, a, a regular down, uh, uh, hasn't played a down in a regular season yet, and he's already at this level. So that he's been coached that well by arguably a Hall of Famer in Kelsey and one of the best offensive line coaches in the National Football League in Jeff Stoutman. You know, right. you can't ask for better than that if you're going to make the transition from the college ranks to the pros. I'm with you. Yeah, they have the best position coach in, in the game. Scotland is that guy. Oh, he, it's and it's not even close. I, I I agree. And look, credit to Howie drafting well. But yeah, it, it, you know, Gunner, it's it, it's two phases, man. And this goes for every sport. It's drafting and development. It's D and D. Too often, I think people are just like, oh, you, you they don't draft well enough. Sometimes you do get a guy in there that's got potential, but they don't get developed once they get into the system. Right, 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 right. You look at a team like the Giants. They've been trying to develop offensive linemen for the last 10 years. Mm. They've been trying to rebuild that line for the last 10 years, and they haven't been able to do it. You know, And you look at a team like the Eagles, and ever since Stoutland got here, he's just turning out linemen left and right. You yeah. know, They have a surplus – of, of depth along the offensive line because of Stoutland's tutoring. Yep. And, you know, and that's why guys like Big V go off and, you know, they, you can't keep everybody. Big V goes off and makes his money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and other offensive linemen are left here. Herbig, guys like that. Yeah. Herbig, yep. you yep. know, because of their grooming and the tutelage under Jeff Stoutland here. Yeah, you know, Rob, I think when you when you think about the game yesterday, and, here's, and we talked about this in the pre-show meeting, um, we rave about the Eagles offensive line so much and the depth that yesterday we got to see another team that is also very talented and deep along the offensive line in the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cleveland Browns for the last couple of years have had incredible offensive line play. It's not by accident. They were fourth in the league last year in rushing. And I'm looking at a lot of their backers playing yesterday, technique wise, quick steps, burst, holding the point of attack. They have depth in that offensive line as well. They were blowing mm-hmm. the Eagles off the ball in that yeah. first couple of drives. Huge holes. Huge yes. holes. Yes. Running backs that, like, you could drive, you know, SUVs with some of the yep. holes they were running through. Yep. Um, so I, I thought it was, a, it was a wealth of riches in terms of getting to watch two offensive lines who take pride in what they do, and they do it very well. Well said. Yeah, well said. I'm with you. And look, just, again, Quick, quick hitters. Um, you feel good about what you have with Scott and Gainwell. That's that hasn't changed for me. I feel good about those guys. I think both can go in there and more than hold their own. I, I Boston Scott's just a tough, tough little running back, man. Oh my goodness! And, and you know, and Gainwell, we know he's got the skill set to be able to catch passes as well. There wasn't a ton of that, but clearly those two were just featured, man, and they just ran it down their throat. I, I do think there's a possibility they make a move to get a bigger guy in there to team with them, but those two are both right. really good football players. So that's that's good. Uh, Minshew, comfortable. You know, he's not a guy who's overwhelmed by anything. No, he's seen no. it. Uh, you know, people were really worried about his, you know, what's going on in practice. He's not a guy you worry about that as much, Ed. So I, he was good to go to. Oh, and I'm listening to the broadcast, and they were talking about how Minshew is on a mission to prove that he can play at this level. You know, and that he can play well. And they, I guess one of the announcers said, they asked him, does that mean you want to be a starter somewhere? He goes, look, I'm not saying I, I, I want to be a starter. 
I just want everybody to know in the league that if you ever need a quarterback down the road somewhere, basically is what they're saying, um, I can start for you at any given moment. You know, obviously he hasn't had an opportunity to start many games. He's always been this habitual backup. But, you know, he had success down in Jacksonville uh, when he was down there. He had success here in his brief appearance, obviously was against the Jets. You know, you know, I don't want to blow that up too much, but he is an NFL quarterback. You know, he's got he's got mobility. He's got good arm strength. He can read defenses. You know, it's just that wherever he has gone, he's always been the the understudy, so to speak. But he, you're right. He was very comfortable in his offense. Um, looked good. You know, you talk about Boston Scott. That first drive, he got 11 touches on that 14 play drive. And we keep talking about this team may go out and get a a, a bigger back, maybe. But I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Boston Scott's build is that guy who can. He can get you that tough short yardage situation. You know, I don't know if they need to get a bigger back. Now they may have to get another back just because we don't know about this hamstring issue with Miles Sanders, but I don't think they have to, if if they keep Boston Scott healthy, uh, I think he solves the problem in a lot of ways in terms of, you don't take him down initial point of contact. You don't, you know, you hit him at the line of scrimmage, legs are still churning. All of a sudden he bounces forward for an extra two yards. And that's what you want your big back to be able to do. And so he's a big little man out there. And because he doesn't get overused, um, he, I, I think he'll be fine in terms of durability and longevity for this team. Yeah, absolutely. Then, then you go to the other side of the ball, you know, defensively, I, uh, you know, frankly, and again, I know it's the twos, so you don't get nuts about it, but I didn't like what I saw. I, I thought there was some poor tackling yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was just general assignment misses, sloppiness, uh, Younger guys maybe being exposed a little bit that haven't seen – not that you're doing a ton. It's very vanilla, but still. I mean, yeah. you know, like I was telling you guys, I was I was went back and watched a little bit, and I thought Jordan Davis got caught up in the wash a little bit uh, from time to time on that Poor, poor angles to the ball carriers, not wrapping up on tackles. Um, but that's not just a problem with the Eagles. That's across the league because, you know, teams yeah. don't hit and don't practice tackling like they used to. But – yeah, that's definitely an area of the Eagles need to get caught up on in terms of uh, better pursuit to the ball. Well, again, these are second tier guys. This is not right. the front line guys. But some of these these second tier guys are going to be front line guys out of necessity when players get injured. You know, mm-hmm. so you've got to get that corrected in terms of everybody taking better angles to the ball and wrapping wrapping up. I hate watching guys tackle trying to tackle guys up over out of shoulder pads. You know, it, nine times out of ten, they're going to break free and pick up extra yards. You know, you got to learn to put, put, put your shoulder down and wrap up around the waist and the legs, man. Get these guys to the ground. Don't give them an opportunity to get to, get to the outside and bounce off of you and pick up more yards to do more damage, man. Yeah. It, tackling across the, league, across the league in the NFL just drives me crazy. Yeah, it's a bit of a like lost they art. Teach, yeah, yeah, they don't teach it anymore, Harley. Yeah, no, I, I listen, I agree with you. Um, you know, aside from that, like I said, we'll we'll let, dig a little bit deeper into it in a, mi- in, in a minute here. Um, around the NFL, I want to just throw that one at you. This one at you, no surprise here. But uh, Baker Mayfield announced as the starter. Now he has won the uh, the gig. I, Derek, I got to tell you, man. I, I know part of this is you want to sort of save face for your guy who was already there with Darnold. But yeah, you know, the, the Panthers tried to put this thing out there, like, hey, don't you know? I know everybody's conceding this to to Baker Mayfield, but watch out for Sam Darnold. Like, really? Come on, man. Uh, so anyway, Mayfield is the starter in Carolina. No surprise there. You know, I, and I understand. I understand why. Um, 
I truly understand why coaches don't want to tip their hand too too early. But, you know, a blind man could see that Baker Mayfield was going to win that job, you know. And I understand you want to keep open competition, maybe push Sam Darnold to a level, level that he hasn't. Sam Darnold is not that guy. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is not what you would consider an elite quarterback, but he's a better quarterback than a much better quarterback than Sam Darnold uh, in terms of accuracy, creating plays, extending plays. You know, he had a measure of win. Plus, you know, he took a team to a playoffs. He's had, you know, and the only problem is staying healthy with him. Yep. So he's had a measure of success in the NFL, and I think he's going to generate a lot of excitement um, in that Carolina offense with Christian McCaffrey back there. They have a decent receiving core, yeah, decent they do. offensive line, they're, decent running backs. They're, they're interesting. Not a bad team. Yeah, they're yeah. an interesting team. Yeah, I think they're that nine and eight, eight and nine yep. type team. You know, that's going to do some damage and it's going to bump somebody. Um, uh, yeah, they're they're not a write off. I think too many people are no, just writing no. them off. They're not a yeah. write off team. Yeah, and they're look, they're in a division. If you look at the South, obviously everybody's going to start with Tampa. I get it. We'll, we'll talk about Tampa later because Tampa's got some issues, uh, which we'll get into. But yeah, yeah. if Jameis doesn't play well for the Saints, you know, it, 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 it kind of leaves that division open. And I don't think Atlanta's any good. So, no. you know, Tampa, uh, Carolina could hang around, I guess is my point. Uh, right, where they, right. you know, late till later in the year where they're not completely out of it. If, Baker stays healthy. If most importantly, probably McCaffrey stays healthy. They're, they're an interesting team. They're one of those sort of, you're right. Middling middle tier. Uh, I don't think they're a playoff team. However, it's would be insane. It's a desperation year for Matt rule too. On top of I everything think, else. I also, I also think all things being equal um, in terms of health, I think both new Orleans and Carolina can split with Tampa Bay this year. I yep. think, you know, I, I think they're that team. Um, that you just don't know. They're one of the mysteries of the NFC. They could be, uh, they could be a playoff team. They could be a team that's just going to be a thorn in people's side this year and disrupt some apple car, upset some apple carts. Mm-hmm. Or they could fall. They could fall by the wayside. Either one of those teams, you know. Yeah. I think I think New Orleans is much deeper in terms of talent across yes. the board, especially on the defensive um, side. No question about it. But if yeah. you don't have a quarterback guiding that, especially with Michael Thomas back, uh, you got problems down in New Orleans. Yeah. No, no question, question about it. No doubt. Yeah. I, did you, I watched a good amount. Like yesterday, last night I got home. I probably watched the second half of the Giants and the Bengals. And I watched okay. a good amount of the Cardinals and uh, uh, Ravens game. And you, you touched on it in our pre-show, man. Yeah. Those cardinal black helmets are bad. They're sweet. Those helmets were sweet. Yeah, it's a, it's I a good love look. It. It's a good Dude, look, man. That black yeah. with that that red cardinal on the side of it. Oh, it was so oh my good. And yeah, then the sharp. black jerseys that go with it. Sharp. Oh yeah, man, good luck. Good luck. Wow. And the the Ravens continue their string of we never lose a preseason game ever. That just that just rolls Dude. on. Incredible. They, they they don't make much of it down there in Bal- in Baltimore. John Harbaugh said. It's not something we consciously think about. Yeah. He says, but it's just a testament to the commitment of the guys here to play at the best. Um, you know, the Green Bay Packers from 1959 and 1962 held the old record of winning 19 consecutive st- straight under Vince Lombardi. Right. Uh, but John Harbaugh, it, it is amazing in today's game that they've won 22 consecutive preseason games. It's insane. That's unbelievable. 
Yeah, it is. I'll tell you, man. You, would, I think the Eagles are in real good shape with their backup quarterback with with Minshew, but Huntley is legit. Huntley will be starting somewhere sooner rather than later. I'm not saying this year, but Tyler Huntley for the Ravens is a really good backup quarterback. Dude, I'm so glad you brought that up because when I watched him play last year, I'm thinking, where did they get this dude from? Yep. I'm telling you, he's like, in terms of athleticism, the way he threw – did you see a couple of throws he made across his body? Yes. On the run? Yes. Across his – one time he rolled to his left and threw an out route that was like a dart. The next time he rolled to his right and threw to a receiver wide open – who was wide open in the middle of the field because yep. all the coverage started to converge to him thinking he was going to take off and run. He's running and, and leaning towards the sideline and flips a dart to a wide open receiver in the middle of the field inside the 10-yard line. I'm yeah. like, he can oh, play. my goodness. He can right. fly out play. Yep. Imagine if Houston had this dude right now. I, I, I'm with you. And and they, Cleveland. They asked Harbaugh to describe his first half, and he said masterful. Like it was that he was just he was just dealing, man. He was he was awesome. He was I'm really telling, really. I'm good. telling you, dude. This he if he ever gets a chance to start in the NFL, he's going to be one of these guys they're talking about. He I see a little Patrick Mahomes in him. Yep. I see a little Lamar Jackson in him. Mm-hmm. Um, I see in um, I, I see a combination of so many different quarterbacks. This kid has the it factor. If you get him with the right quarterback coach, he's in the right place for his skill set right now. Baltimore, I agree. The system needs to be yes, catered yes. to him. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yep. yep. He's learning under Lamar Jackson, and they're coaching him up similar to Lamar Jackson because of his athletic traits. But yeah. if he ever moves on and gets to the right quarterback system that caters to his strengths, this kid's going to be a problem to deal with for somebody. I'm telling yeah, he you. Is. Yeah, he can he flat is. out so- play. Yeah, they definitely have depth, man. There's no question about that. Uh, I'll tell you, else looks decent, dude. That quarterback uh, from Liberty that Tennessee has. What's yeah, Willis, about? Malik Willis. Yep, Malik Willis. Oh, this kid threw a dart to the end zone. I mean, that ball had to be 95 mile an hour fastball for a touchdown. You know, yeah. he, he struggles a little bit more because he's a rookie. He wants to run a little bit too much still. Yep. But man, when he sets his feet and throws it, zoom. I mean, you oh, you shoot. And he's just he's big and strong oh oh and athletic. It's he really would benefit from just being able to to sit on the bench and learn for a year. You know, for uh, I don't love Tannehill, but I think he needs a year, and that, I think it would do him good not to be thrown to the wolves quickly. I, I, you know, I, I think the only way it would happen is if Tannehill's hurt. But but I think you know he is a guy. We, we like to rush these guys onto the field now. I think he would be a dude who benefits from sitting a little bit. But no, we'll yeah, be no interested about that. All right, we come back. Uh, we're going to dive into the Eagles' offense. We're going to do offense, then defense, Derek. Uh, we come back. We'll look at those first two drives. What we saw, Devin Allen makes an appearance. You know, impressions of guys like Rager, et cetera, who helped themselves, who hurt themselves. We're going to do yep. that with both sides of the ball, but we're going to start with the offense when we get back. Uh, don't go anywhere. Barrett on the men today, but it is Derek Gunn and myself. We are Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk principal financial group and my man, Jim Murray. Knowing who to trust with your finances is imperative. You work way too hard not to be able to invest the right way, not to be able to set yourself up for later in life, retirement, et cetera. I could tell you from personal experience, it was it was like a merry-go-round for me trying to find the right person. But I finally have, and I couldn't be more happy, and I want to share this group and that person with you, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business and you need help with the benefits, that's another resource that Jim can assist you with. 
I've entrusted my savings with him, my IRA, my 401k rollover, and I couldn't be happier. You can give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751, or you can email him at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. And everybody, happy Monday. Thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're talking Eagles. By the way, check out all of our great content at jacobsports.com. Uh, and, and you can always go to the Jacob Sports YouTube Network as well if you want to check out our past guests, if you want to check out all of our great content on jacobsports.com as well. There's some awesome stuff on there. I, I 
every morning I'm on there. It is must read for me. So uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Yes, Derek. I'm sorry. I guess I got an update for you. So while we were in a commercial break, my daughter who uh, just left her doctor says the doctor says uh, she will, she will be 38 weeks in two days. They want to induce her this week. Oh, so I told you it wasn't going to be long. So they're, they're, they're trying to find an availability right now to induce her later this week. So therefore my friend, there might be a day or two you might not see me. So we, we, reason, don't, we can't we can't go live from the uh, from the delivery room or anything. You can't have you in there doing that. Dude, maybe breaking I, down I, some eagles in there. Dude, I would love to do something like that, <laughs> but here's the problem: I would get my wrist cut and by my wife <laughs> and my daughters. How dare you show my her without any makeup on in oh. that state? You know what I'm yes. saying? You know, yes, I, mean, get, I know. You know, I, yeah, I that ain't happening, bro. Dude, I, I, hear might, I might throw up a piece. But see, here's the problem: normally, I'm one of the first ones. Who get to hold my baby grandkids and stuff like this? Yes, I got a feeling I'm going to be last on the list because um, um, I'm going to be doing daddy daycare. See, I'm, I know uh, what they're going to do. You'll be handling the others at see, home, right? See my yeah. See my son-in-law's parents. They'll get to run to the hospital. Right. My wife will be there. My daughter will be there. My other daughter, my son, what well, they have to work, but they'll get there before me. I'll be babysitting a 13-month-old. <laughs> And a three-year-old. <laughs> I got you. Now Until, this would be so if, if and you know when the blessed event occurs later in the week, that'll be how many grandkids now? What's what are we up to at that? If you with, will, with that one, it will be four. Number four. Number four. Look at you, yeah. man. Look and now. What do they call you, pops? What do they call you? No. Um, see, my my wife being Mexican, um, they called her her father uh, Tata. T A T A Tata. Everybody's Tata. tata. See, I picked, like I told you, Rob, I picked all these names I wanted to be called. Like, I started with Big Daddy. That didn't go over too well. <laughs> you know, Papa G, yeah, that didn't go over too well. Papa G, I like that, Papa G. All right. So, all of a sudden, then, you know, the, my, my oldest grandson started calling me Tata. So, now it's just tradition. So, okay. now the 13-month-old calls me that. I like it. So, I'm going to have, I know this one's going to have to fall in line. I'm going to see if I can bribe him, though. And call me Big Daddy. One of these kids is going to call me Big all Daddy. All you need is one. That's all just you one. need. I got just you. To, just, to, right. just to annoy the women in my family. I'm just, right. I'm, I'm just Good. Well, I'm glad to hear. Good news. Let's yeah. uh, keep our fingers crossed and uh, sure everything will go smoothly. All right. Good. Good to hear. Uh, by, the, yeah, by the way, let's hit that like button. Chris, appreciate you for, for pointing that out. We, we would appreciate you. Uh, everybody who is listening right now, everybody in the chat room, everybody streaming, smash the like button, please. It's good for all of us. Trust me when I tell you that. Go ahead, Gunny. That's that's deal said. Just call him Bang Bang. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, so uh, let's look at the game here, Gunner. Yesterday, yes, uh, yes, they sir. come out of the shoot with two straight drives. Does the second now? N- none of the yeah. starters, uh, you know, other than Jurgens, may be a starter if Kelsey can't go week one. So technically, maybe one starter, but the rest of them sitting. Um, they come out the first two drives. How about this? Out of the shoot, fourteen plays. 76 yards, seven minutes, 26 on the first one, which we'll get into in detail in a second. Next one, 17 plays, 75 yards, seven minutes, 35 seconds. They ate up more than more than a quarter, a quarter on on those two drives. And the the first one ends with uh, Scott Boston. Scott punches it in and then Gainwell on on the second one. So you really just rode those two hard gunner in, in the in the first two series. And it was I thought. It was predominantly runs, but it was a nice little balance too of run throw on those first two drives against Cleveland's twos on defense. Well, you know, um, and, and Rob, I wasn't even watching. Funny thing is, those first two drives, I wasn't even watching the skill players that much. 
I'm watching the interior play, the offensive line. I'm watching, you know, Opeta um, and Anderson and Driscoll. And, dude, they're playing like frontliners. I mean, I understand they're playing against Cleveland's second tier as well. Right. But, dude, their technique, ability to push the pocket, you know, give the quarterback time to set up and throw, uh, open open holes on the zone running. The RPOs were incredible. And the thing about the RPOs that I've, no- that I've noticed about those first two drives was a lot of misdirection in terms of the line flow would go one way and all of a sudden the play would go back to the other way or vice versa. It would go this way, come back to the, back the other way. Um, I just thought the offensive line did a great job of getting initial push and getting to the second tier. Mm-hmm. The guys like the guards in the center, especially Jurgens, who had to get to that second level, to a linebacker, to a DB coming up. I thought they did an incredible job uh, in, in terms. And that's why – I hate to say it, you know you're going to lose somebody somewhere, hopefully for a short period of time. It's just the nature of the game. But I feel so good um, about the second tier of linemen. They've got to keep nine or ten, you know. I know. Some teams struggle to decide on how do you keep nine or ten from this group. We don't have nine or ten offensive linemen that we like. The Eagles easily have nine offensive linemen they like. Yeah. Which is an incredible luxury. Derek, I don't want to trade Dillard. Okay, I look. I don't gives you I don't an incredible, yeah, an incredible package. Okay, it's different, but man, my lot of God forbid goes down. You could plug that guy in. Yep. You could plug Jurgens in at center. You know, the, again, Opeda, uh, Anderson, you know, Driscoll, all of these guys. You're not in panic mode if they have to come in there, or if you just they yeah, need no. to buy you a series or yeah. two while someone gets worked on on the sideline or right, whatever. Right. Is that going to turn into a turnstile where your quarterback gets killed? very few teams have that kind of luxury like across the board like the Eagles do. It's amazing. And you don't have to worry about wondering, okay, who am I going to plug in here? Because they they train them to be versatile. Yeah. A guy can play either guard position. Certain guys can play either tackle position. And a couple of guys can play guard or tackle position. Um, That is a great um, luxury to have in today's game. Um, You look at how many offensive linemen are falling by the wayside. You know, the Giants alone. You know, it's, it's incredible the volume of injuries they've had. They can't get an offensive line to save their lives. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Wolf. Guys are falling by the wayside. You know, and, and this is a team that if, if one goes down, two can step up easily oh, yeah. and fill a gap for this team. Yeah, no doubt. And, and look, they're going to be good guys cut. They, they, they will have oh to cut some quality offensive lines. I, believe me. Derek, I'm telling you, there are other teams drooling for cutdowns, and they're going to pounce when the Eagles make some of these cuts. They, yeah, they yeah. just are. You know, and the thing is, um, the names the, the names that will be cut from the Eagles are not names that you're really concerned about, but they're names you wish you could keep on a practice squad um, just because you want to keep training them in your way of doing things. Right. So that they're that next level. If the starter falls down, the second guy moves up, boom, you already got a guy in the fold that you can plug in as his backup who's ready to go. So you're going to have to bring in somebody who you have to train in your system again. That's that's the nature of the beast. But um, you're right. And not only that, because they're going to keep such a surplus of offensive linemen, other players at other positions the Eagles are going to have to cut are going to bid other other teams as well down the road somewhere. Um, yeah. Because they have, they have a good nucleus of young players. You wish you could keep everybody, even with the expanded practice squad. You still can't keep everybody. You yeah. can't. I agree. And look, it was good. to. I, I think we all, we all know what Boston Scott's capable of, right? For sure. Um, 
So I wasn't surprised to see him come out and look as good as he did, especially when they were, you know, they, they featured him. What was good was Gainwell didn't have a great camp, or at least up until that point, he was just okay and he was hurt. Right, right. He had the hip injury, et cetera. Yep. He looked fine. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about where he's at physically. He looked really good in there. I thought. Yeah, I thought he ran hard. Um, I thought he hit the hole nicely. He put his foot in the ground. He one step and go, get up the field. Um, I thought he gave a great second effort. Um, and, you know, again, he's been nicked up. You know, he hasn't had the greatest training camp, but. I think he showed that the Eagles will be very comfortable with him and is at number two, number three, uh, probably number three, again, depending on where Miles Sanders is right now right. with a hamstring issue, which could linger into the regular season. We don't know. Um, but but I thought he I thought he did what I wanted him to, to see him do, um, which is to improve from year one to year two, show some improvement. I thought he ran harder than I saw him ran a lot of times last year, and you need that. Now, when you get to Huntley – I have some concerns. Number one, I thought Huntley ran too high. I thought he was too tentative. I thought he missed a number of holes. It was like he was second guessing where he should go. Um, And I thought Huntley last year ran the ball pretty well. So I was a little surprised. You know, I can understand if you're saying, if you're saying I'm playing with a bunch of guys I'm not used to playing with, but the, the guys he was running behind opened holes for him to get through. Yeah. And there were a couple of times he got tackled for losses when I thought, dude, the hole's right there. Yeah, put your foot in the ground and go, and he hesitated like he didn't know where to go at times. And I'm thinking, that's not go not gonna bode well for you, dude. You know, in terms of making his team as that fourth running back. Now, I've been underwhelmed. I I got to yeah. tell you, I'm I'm been a little under. I liked Huntley more going into the year than what I've seen from him. And Derek, these are the guys he's used to playing with too. Absolutely. Like so, yeah, I I agree with you. Like there, he's. It feels like there's a spot there if you could find someone who can who's a little bit bigger at the running back spot who can maybe also return kicks. It feels exactly. like there's an opportunity somewhere. And we know, look, we know Howie is an aggressive guy, and he generally makes at least one deal during camp. Yeah. So yeah. Some, yeah, you know, so some I don't know if it's Rager, I don't know what, but something feels like it's coming down the line. So let's uh, let's actually go there. Wait, did you say Rager? Yes. Did you mention Rager? You mean yes, I just mentioned him. Yeah. You, 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 your your favorite your favorite fifth or sixth wide receiver, Jalen. <laughs> well, like here's where I'm at with it. I keep waiting. Like a game like yesterday, I thought was a great opportunity for a bust out for him. He's going against the other team's twos. He's getting an opportunity to get a lot of reps at least early. And you know he had a couple catches, but it was just okay. Well, he wasn't terrible, no, but it wasn't no. anything that blew you away to make you feel good. It was just, eh. And Dion Kane, meanwhile, makes a, a really good contested catch. And on the very next, next play, and it was a real good back shoulder throw no by, by Minshew, no but question. he makes two straight plays, Derek. And on the day, you know, five catches, 66 yards, more than 13 yards per catch on seven targets. Dion well, Kane showed out in the second half too. He also caught an out route. I thought he was out of bounds. He could body control was incredible. Got his feet down. It was a catch. And I tweeted out after that. I said, "Yo, Deion Kane's out here making plays. Is going to cost somebody a job." Mm-hmm. And everybody assumed I was talking about Rager. I didn't say Rager. I said it's going to cost a potential candidate to make this roster a job because he's playing so well. Right. I mean, he can flat out play. You yeah, know, again, I, I agree. He's playing against second tier, but you got to make you got to make plays against whoever you're up against out there on the field. Um. Is it Rager? It's going to cost him a job. You and Bear still think Rager's making his team. I'm going to stick to my guns until they make the final cuts next week. 
I think Raider, Rager's 50-50 with me. I'm, I'm still not sold on Rager making this team. He hasn't – what has he shown you in the return game? You can't no. use them on kickoff returns. Nothing. Right? Nothing. No, nothing. He's, I mean, look, let me be clear. Here's where I'm at. I, I think he's here if he doesn't get traded. The, a trade, all bets are off. Right. My right. point is I don't think they cut him. But you're right, Derek, your question, just to follow up. He didn't show me anything in any way where right. I feel right. good about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Hey, is uh is what Mister what Mister Taz saying is true? Was that Mister Taz? Let me go back here a minute because he's uh, it caught my eye. What did he say? Uh, yeah, Mister Taz, we've converted Rob at last. D gun, have we converted Rob in terms on, of on Rager? Have we converted no. you? No, Your no, thoughts? no. I in still terms think he's of here. him not making his team. I, I look. I, I point this out. Come because, on, Rob. Come on no, over no. to the real side, man. This is what I'm saying. I point this out because I think he's going to make it and doesn't deserve to make it. I are right, you're asking me, would I rather have Deion Kane? The problem is Deion Kane doesn't return punts. This is a tricky Guess spot what? here, Derek. Guess what? Right now, nobody does for this I, team. I know. All right, let's go there for a minute, but we'll get into the defense and Jurgens in a second. But I, I other than Jake Elliott, I don't feel good about any of this. And Sippos has actually looked okay in these preseason games, but I don't like the return game at all. And I feel like to an extent they've ignored it, you know, and it, it doesn't feel like the guys who are vying for those sort of last spots are, yeah. are really worthy. I know Rager can in theory play the position of putt returner, but who do they have? And who's returning kicks? Nobody. Covey hasn't done anything. No, no, Let, no. Let's be real. No, 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 he hasn't. No. Um, you're right. It, it's, it's, um, Right now, it's a hopeful returner by committee. And I don't know who's in that committee right now because nobody's had an opportunity. Now, later, when we get to our general football segment, as I told you in the pre-show meeting, I saw a guy, a young man in Dallas this weekend, return a punt and a kickoff for a touchdown in the same preseason game. Mm -hmm. And when I saw this kid hit the hole, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, but wait, do you hear this story about this kid? You know okay. uh, where he came from and his size. His size is like, you know what? This kid's gonna get broken up. But we've seen little men making in the NFL in a lot of cases, and th- this kid could could strike fear into a lot of people down in Dallas. And I'm thinking, the how they got this kid in Dallas and what he's showing in in, in preseason games compared to what the Eagles have is like. The, and I'm not chastising the Eagles. The Eagles have done such a great job in so many areas. Agreed. Fixing the defense, adding depth to the cornerback position, depth at offensive line, um, getting J- Jalen Hurts hopefully to the next level uh, of his progression as a young starting quarterback. It seems like they overmissed the return game in this regard. Yeah, and that's why I still, to me, I, I am not writing off a trade. Because, look, we see it. You don't think they see it? Like, they see it. They know. Remember? Do you remember the yeah. year? I know you remember this. But when they had to use Greg Lewis yep. to return oh, yeah. punts oh, yeah. and he fumbled oh, in, in Green Bay. Yes. And it really hurt them in that game. I just had visions. And I Howie was with the team then. Okay? Yep. So yep. it wasn't that long ago. I just don't see that same thing happening here again. I think they will get somebody in here. And that might mean Rager gets traded. But I think they will do something. I do. I truly you, believe that. You know, talking football, you know, let me tell you how sick I am. Between Friday and Sunday, I taped seven games. <laughs> I taped seven games. 
And over the weekend, I watched the first half of each game. All I wanted to see was the first half of each game. And and that's why I said I saw this kid uh, play for Dallas. And I sat up. I said, oh, my goodness. Yep. And, and then I saw some other players as well. But that kid stood out. And I'm thinking, I do not want to see this kid returning a punts or kickoff against the Eagles. Because we've talked about how the Eagles special teams has been bland yeah. so far. Um, and that's the last kid I want to see returning a punt against any, uh, Eagles. Especially for that team. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Of yeah. all teams, Dallas. You know, yeah. I hope Dallas goes 1-16. and 16. Amen. But – I got you. Listen, I hear you. And it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a worry here. So I would just say it's a real issue now, as we sit here, August 22nd, I'm not sure it's going to be a real issue September 11th when it gets real. That's all I'll say. I know when we had Jeff McLean earlier this summer, he talked about how he didn't think John Hightower was making this team. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We haven't seen a whole lot of Hightower, but I do believe he has some football skills. Um, I don't know. John Hightower may be a name that you might not hear on the cut cut list next week. I like ahead, ahead of even a Deion Kane who's shown. No, no I don't think ahead of Kane, but I'm just saying, I, okay. I don't know. I, I, there's something about this kid. It's like, don't give up on him just yet. Don't give up on him. Uh, he has uh, potential. Let, let's stay on the receivers for a minute. Um, yeah, Devin Allen makes a play. It was amazing. I mean, he, yeah. he, you know, the route, a nice move, post, and give Reed Sinek credit. He aired it out, man. He, he aired it yeah, out. He that did. was 56 yards in the air, and it looked like he didn't have much problem doing it. Great it's route. A, great route. Everything. Everything was – The, the speed safety, was insane. You the know. Cleveland safety blew that because he, uh, he bit on the under route. Yeah. Uh, so he left him wide open, you know. You know, you know, a cornerback is not going to be able to stay with him one on one on on a fly route. Right. Um, it's like a it's like a, a um, Deshaun Jackson type. If you let the quarterback stand there and pat the ball, if, if the quarterback has a strong enough arm, eventually D-Jack is coming free. Yeah. Allen is coming free. Um, eventually, if the quarterback has time, but is he a one trick pony? See. Yeah, and is it too little, too late? Like in other words, yeah, great yesterday, awesome. He hasn't done. They said he he started looking better actually in these in the open practices in Cleveland last week, but right, right. we're getting late in the game here for him to make a move, and he doesn't return kicks or punts. I hate to keep harping on that, but right, maybe right. if he did, I, I think maybe now you could get him onto your practice squad, possibly. I don't know, man. I know I don't, I, I, he I might just be gone. He might just be gone, yeah. but. You know, I, I feel like it is too I, I little, know. too late. It's a shame. I don't know, man. Hey, look, if this is the way it ends, at least I know it's a preseason game, but the guy caught a touchdown. At least maybe it's right. something he, right. you know, he pursued it. And I give him credit. All right. Let's talk about how good Jurgens looked. Um, he's in the open field, Derek, and he's athletic and he's he plays pissed off like he's out there trucking guys in the open field. He's not just tying them up. He's, he's laying them out. I love how he sustains blocks. He just doesn't he, he he doesn't just give an effort. He's already well versed in how to sustain a block. Sustain of a stay on a block. You see him make that point of contact. If he's double teen in the nose tackle or a guy in the gap, he stays with it. He doesn't if he bounces off initial contact, push him this way for the other guy to your right or to your left. Get to that second tier in the hurt. Has great footwork already. Quick. For a guy 300 pounds, quick. You know, and you and as a center, you have to be quickness as well as um, you know, uh, a durability—not durability, 
as Agi- well as Agi- agility. Yeah. Agility yeah. is is a huge key to separating an average center from a really good center. Yep. Um, and this kid, I think, is already a really good center. He was well groomed at Nebraska, and now he's in the best circle possible with Kelsey and Jeff Stoutman, and it's already showing. Um, again, he's playing against second and third. I would like to see him go up against front line D tackles. I would like to see him go up against guys like Via down at Tampa, you know, see what his true metal is. Mm-hmm. That's not a knock against him, but that's what we're really going to find out. Is he the true heir apparent to Jason Kelsey whenever Kelsey decides to walk up to the sunset? But I think he has a great initial foundation in terms of getting up to speed a lot faster so that if he is called upon, he's ready technique-wise, understanding the line calls, making the line calls with confidence, and knowing his assignment each and every play. I love everything I've seen about him. A big part is recognition of what that defense is doing and calling that out. It's not just – and and look, this other stuff's been awesome, but that's the thing. And look, you're right. It helps big time that he's – you know, he's working with uh, Kelsey, who's right on board with training this guy. Like, it's there's no – I don't want to – no, Kelsey welcomes that. Like, dude, whatever you got, let's – you know, I'll answer any questions you have. Yes. You know, and that speaks to the kind of character Kelsey has. Oh, no question. You know, and, and Kelsey, Kelsey is the workings man, working man offensive lineman. That's why people love him. He speaks from the heart. He work, His work ethic is second to none. He has made himself into a possible Pro Bowl center in the National Football League when there was a time when a lot of people wanted to give up on him. And he could have gone, he could have gone down that dark hole because he heard all the criticism. He's right. talked about it openly about being an undersized offensive lineman, not being able to handle the bigger D tackles in the National Football League, being overwhelmed. He kept working at it, kept working at it. All of a sudden he emerges as a pro bowler. He is arguably the best center in the game today. Uh, so kudos to him for believing in himself, never giving up on himself, and increasing that work ethic to the point where he is technically as sound as anybody who's ever played that position. Yeah, and and he's, like you said, he's got Stoutland, he's got a good group with him. And I thought all in all, every one of those guys, including Dillard, really acquitted yeah. themselves well in that game. Oh, my goodness, no question about it. No question about it. Uh, Dillard basically could, because I was not a big fan of Dillard last year. Right. Um, but you saw progress from Dillard as the season went along. And now you see it from training camp to the preseason games, Dillard is a much improved player. Um, could the Eagles possibly use him at trade bait for something that they want down possible. the road? Who it knows? I hope yeah. they don't. I hope they keep him. Um, he's already under the salary cap, knows the system. He can play either right or left tackle. I think he's better suited on the left side more so than the right side. Um, so you have that luxury of having him there. Um Eventually, if he leaves here, I think he's going to go somewhere else and do well. I do too. You know, I yep. think he's at this stage of his career now. He's got over being homesick and all that stuff. Um, he's grown up. I mean, he's grown you know, up. Look, yeah. sometimes at twenty-two, you, you're not, you know, where you are at twenty-five, twenty-six. That's exactly. all, right? Exactly, and, dude. And I think he knows how to be a pro now. I, I agree. Yes. I, look, it's a situation where if you have my lot of here for the next ten years, and that's what you hope, right. knock on wood. Right. There's he doesn't. You wish he loved to play the right side. He doesn't necessarily. So it, it feels like it's coming to a head where he won't be here. But I'd love to have him here at least this year for insurance. I would love to see Oh, him. my goodness, yes. Yes, especially when you consider um, how tight it's going to be week in and week out, you know, against certain opponents. Um, 
you need all you need all the depth you can have. Yep. And, and and you never know what how he's thinking though. See, that's the thing. I agree. you don't know what he's thinking. He, you don't is, know what he's thinking. he is not predictable, uh, to what, say the least. How what are, let's, what are they looking at on this team that they might consider a weakness, an area they may need to address even further? Be, what are we not seeing on the surface? You right know, tackle might be a little thin. Uh, certainly, can, like we talked about the return game, a right. bigger running back. Um, have they See, seen they, enough from Sippos that they're good at punter? That's not going to be a major move. That would be just no, grabbing that's, somebody. That's, who, that's who not going to be a major move at yeah. all. No. Um, see, when when Lane Johnson went down last year, they had a little, they had some they had some inconsistencies on the right tackle side. Yeah. Uh, whoever they plugged in there. Um, so, would it a back? Eh, are you going to give up? You're not giving up Andre Diller for a, a, a backup. I would. I don't think you need a you need a frontline player. What would you consider your need? That's what I'm saying. You know, something we're not looking at. Could it be a running back? Could it be a safety? Right. Um, don't know, you know. Um, but you know how he's – even when Howie's sleeping, he's thinking. Oh, there's no question. I, I, I gu- I'll guarantee you, Derek, and I'm not telling you like blockbuster, blow you away. There's going to be a move. There's going to be something at least where he's he he either gets some depth, further gets depth, or addresses some. I just – I can't imagine special teams, they go into battle on, on – September 11th, like this, with this right, type right. return and part return game. Right. I, can't. Can't, I can't see it. No, you can't. So, yeah. um, all right, let's go defense on the other side when we get back. We will dig into the defense, what we liked, what we didn't like, what we saw uh, you know, from, from that squad, guys who maybe helped themselves who were on the bubble. We'll get into all that uh, coming up at 1, actually 1.30. We'll do some Phillies. 2 o'clock, Jordan Raynon from ESPN.com. We I'll give you we will give you some news when we get back to on on Thibodeau how uh, what what the injury is with him the New York Giants defensive end uh, from uh, something that went down last night a little bit of a controversy with that play too which we'll talk about but Jordan's going to join us we'll jump around the NFC East with him and the NFC in general and we got all kinds of football talk for you so you don't want to go anywhere Derek Gunn Rob Ellis we're Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network let's talk a little pro action restoration yes pro action restoration. Whether you have a home, you have a business, you have a property of yours, and you've had some smoke, some fire, some mold, some water damage, whatever the case may be, and you don't have the capabilities of fixing it or treating it yourself, that's why they are there. Call Pro Action Restoration 24 hours, seven days a week. They are ready to assist. I did. Called them on a Saturday. They were right over. Cleaned it up. Crew was unbelievable. They were professional, and the price was very reasonable. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. You can check the reputation. It is second to none. They will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, could be water, fire, smoke, mold, whatever the case may be. They are equipped to handle it. Give them a call at 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. Or you can reach out online, ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Plan 
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com. And on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Day on this Monday, August 22nd. Hope you're doing well. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett out with a uh, with a tooth injury, which he is getting taken care of as we speak. He'll be hopefully back and ready to go. We're going to see Barrett with like a jaw out to here, Derek, tomorrow. What, what what do we think? What do we what do we feel in there? I hope so. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to see. I, 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 let me let me rephrase I hope, it. I hope so. Really, I don't want to see. I don't want to see him with his face. But I, I want to see him on. Because you know me, I'm afraid, hey, man, did Sanji finally just punch you in the jaw because of how you antagonize her? You know, like I said, man, when it comes to toothaches and tooth pain and tooth surgery and oh. gum surgery, dude, that ain't nothing to joke about. No. But because it's Barrett, you know, if, I, if it was me, Barrett couldn't wait to take a shot at me. That's true. So, That's true. But he texted me. You know, he's been texting me. I think, he, I think he's going to be okay. I, I don't think it's... I, look, I think he'll be fine, but, but I feel good about it. Let me put it to you I, that way. I just, I just asked him. I said, "How, how did the surgery go?" He didn't. He responded to every other text except that one. So I don't know. He might be you know, under right now. I thought he was having it earlier today. Maybe not. You know. I don't. Yeah, I didn't get an exact timeline, but either way, I'll tell you. The tooth is bad. I'll tell you another one that's bad. I don't know if you, if you've ever had these issues. I don't yeah. know if you ever had like an ear infection or an earache. No. No. Oh, that. That's another one. It's very similar because it, it gets you like like your jaw can be sore from it, yeah, your neck yeah. can be sore from it. Like when I was a kid, 
I used to have really bad ear infections. This is before, you know, I don't know if you had this. Yeah. When, when my son was younger, he went through the same thing, but we were able to get the tubes in the ears, which really helped him, you know? Um, But yeah, I just, it was awful. And I would just lay there, man. And it would just take you out. You know, you would just, because you couldn't do anything anyway. So there are two things you don't want to have, man, ear infections and, tooth issues man that's for like, sure i've had kids that have had you know ear infection my wife had it once i've never thank god i've never had to deal with an ear infection you know yeah it's bad my- trust me you you do not want any parts of it man and what the, <laughs> i think i told this in the air before so what the what they would this is a you know when i was a kid so right right they would they put this like this almost it almost looked like a gun kind it's like a water like a water oh yeah yeah and they would fire that in to kind of clear everything out and it felt like one of those cartoons where, like, you know, the they shoot it into this ear, and then the other ear that comes, the eardrum comes out. It almost feels like that. It's like your whole mind is like, oh, what the heck just happened, man? So I had that. Er- I had that earlier this year when I had I had one ear for some. You know, you always using a Q-tip to clean your yes. ears, and one which of my you're really not supposed up. to get in there too deep no, with the Q-tip no. at all. And, and I had one of the ears clogged, and I told you about this earlier this year. Yeah, and you said, you said, man, you need to go get that. Just have uh-huh. one. So I went and here's a funny thing. So I went, you know, and I hadn't had it done in like 30 years, you know. Yeah. And so they did it, you know, with the water and the solution, you know. And so I took a picture of what came out just to show the family. Like, you know, dad, really? You know, show us this stuff. You know, but but what happened was soon it opened up immediately. Yeah. Dude, everything you hear was keener. Total, total game changer. Complete Dude, game changer. Yep. Like when it when somebody would cough near you, it would like just resonate at a higher level than you yeah. normal. it was like you could hear things you never heard before man it was like I, weird. Derek I had to go to I had the same thing and it was really bad like I could I literally couldn't hear anything out of the ear it was so mm. you know whatever so I go to an ear nose and throat guy and yeah he goes in with those like the, those tweezers or whatever oh and, and you know I don't want to gross oh. you out but there, yeah, there was some stuff coming out of my ear. I'm like, what is happening here, man? I felt like I was like an alien. But anyway, the what, second what did he pull out? Silly putty? What it, it was like Play-Doh. No, okay. So, but, <laughs> but, but after he does it, you're like, oh my god, I can, I can actually hear. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. thing, man. But yeah, because it's a gradual thing, and you, 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 you sort of compensate. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then when it's back, you're like, thank God, man. So anyway, oh yes, I hear you. All right, let's let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball uh, here. And understand, it's the twos. I get it, okay? But I didn't like what I saw on that side of the ball. Their fortune, what was the final? Like 21-20, whatever 21, it was. 21-20, yeah. It felt like Cleveland should have and could have had a lot more points than they did in that yeah. game. It was They didn't play well, man. And I know it's not going to be the ones that are going in the game, but first drive, Derek, eight plays, 80 yards. Yeah, yeah. You know, boom, Dobbs, you know, runs it in. Second and third drives could have easily been touchdowns. They ended in field yeah. goals. And then the yep. first drive of the second half is 75 yards and a touchdown. They did not play well that side of the ball. If Joshua Dobbs had stayed in that game for Cleveland, Cleveland would have won that game easily, to be yes. quite honest with you. Yep. Um, as a whole, th- not generating much pass run. I mean, two preseason games, they still don't have a QB sack. And again, it's preseason. I get it. They still don't have a QB sack. You mm-hmm. know, show me something. So, so, you know, the running lanes that Cleveland opened in the running game was like ridiculous. Poor angles to the ball. Um, tackling was was atrocious in a lot of ways, as is across the board in the NFL. Um, and I don't I, I didn't think any of the guys really stood out in terms of stepping up and just trying to blow up plays. I thought some guys made some decent plays, 
Like, that's a good uh, way to put it. Yeah, in terms yeah. of just blowing things up, that's a good way to put it. I, nobody yeah. was disruptive, right, no, in any no, way, shape, or form. No, no. Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, none of those guys. Um, I thought I thought N'Kobe Dean struggled. Um, he was making tackles, but he was making them downfield. Hmm. Um, Jordan Davis couldn't get off blocks, you know. Um, and, you know, he kept going in and out. Every time I was looking for him, he was out again. Then he was back in. He's, You know, and I understand that's going to be his role. Yeah. And I still think it's a part of the conditioning, you know, getting him up to speed. Um, but I, I just didn't see much from the defense that made me go, okay. And again, we understand they're second tier guys. But they're going against second tier guys too. Exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. And, and so, they, yeah so, like the excuses can't go both ways. Like I, I, I'm saying the reason I pointed out is hey, you're probably not going to be depending on a lot of these guys was my, right. my initial point. Right, However, right. You're going against Cleveland Suits, and I know you you mentioned, and rightfully so, you're, you were right on. Cleveland has really good offensive line depth like the Eagles yep. do, so they're yep. good with their twos. Still, the, even in the second half, Derek, when Cleveland had their threes in there, yep. I didn't see a lot of guys making plays on the Eagles' side of the ball. No, no. And, and like early in the game on Cleveland's first drive, uh, what's the kid's name? I can, still can't get his name right. Chartery? Chartery, the DB. He blitzes. He has Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs dunks under him and shakes free. That would have been a sack. He missed. He missed a sack opportunity, and that does happen. I get it. Yeah. But then after that, I just didn't see much of a push from the Eagles' D line. They were getting pushed off the ball, just the way the Eagles' offensive line was pushing Cleveland's D line off the ball. Cleveland's D line was controlling the line of a scrimmage, and the running backs were picking up five, seven, eight, nine yards of carry every time they touched the ball. Yeah. Uh, I, in that first half. So I'm getting. Oh, I, so, I will. Like I'm. Oh, saturates. But now saturates. Thank Sasha you, Tavern Ray. Mike. I appreciate it. Sasha, yeah, Sasha right. You're right. John Dickerson, Tavern Mike. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. Um, look, I guess to an extent with the Kobe Dean and Davis, I understand they're rookies, and they're playing their second preseason game ever at the NFL level. Understand. Right, right. right. I want to see more out of – where's Davion Taylor? Where's he yeah. at? Yeah, uh, yeah. This guy was a high know, pick, dude. Derek. I, I mean, and he's, he's <sighs> giving them – I don't know, dude. You know, I, I'm not sure he can uh, – I'm not sure he's a player, man. Is he going to make the team right now? One week, eight days from cut down the final. Is he making yes, the team? I think he makes it. Okay. All I right. think he makes it. I don't disagree with you. I don't think they want to give up on him yet. You know, I think he has potential. Um, he showed it occasionally, but not enough. Yeah. And luckily they're in a position where you don't have to just throw him to the wolves right away. You still have time to work with him and groom with him and get him up to speed a little bit better. Um, but I need to see more from him, considering where he was picked. I need to see more, plain and simple, you know. And you know he's going to play in that last game against Miami. Oh, yeah. Um, which I still understand why the heck they're playing on a Saturday. Why couldn't you just play the game on a Thursday or Friday like like most teams can call it a week? I mean, seriously, Yeah, Saturday? they're going to they're gonna practice Wednesday, Thursday uh, is the way this week works, as opposed to Thursday, Friday, which was last week. They'll go Wednesday, Thursday in Miami, uh, walk through Friday, yeah. play Saturday night that's a by the way the other the other piece to that Derek is there's going to be 15 days off yeah. between that final preseason game yeah. and the first yeah. regular season that's all yeah yes it's usually 10 days usually you play that yeah. Thursday and then you play the following Sunday Sunday right that's a pretty long layoff yeah no question about it um you know because they're playing on a Saturday night what I'll do is I'll tape the game now I'll peek in occasionally I'll tape the game yeah and then watch it watch it intently on Sunday but Hey, Saturday, could have a new grandson here. 
might be um, busy, man. Yeah. We're thinking with we were thinking about well, obviously that may be out of the out the window, but we were thinking about take my I tell you my three year old grandson, everything he does is about dinosaurs. Every everything we buy him, you know, at stores is dinosaur shirts and stuff. This kid, he, this kid, three years old, can pronounce dinosaur names. I can't even begin to pronounce. Yeah, and he can, he has twenty different dinosaur books. He can sit there and tell you what a herbivore is compared to a carnivore. So we were thinking about taking him down to the Smithsonian to see an, an extensive collection of dinosaurs. Uh, you know, just just a surprise. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's on the shelf. If they induce my daughter. In a few yeah, I think now, that's you, doing it. Yeah, you put that on hold a little bit, but he'll, yeah, you know, but, that'll be a fun trip for him, though. He'll love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. But, awesome. but, but because of the situation, and because it's a Saturday, and because if I'm not babysitting grandkids or visiting my new grandson, I'll be grilling something. I'm not watching a game Saturday night. I mean, I'm not giving up. I only got two free weekends left this coming weekend and next weekend before we hit the ground running with pre and post game shows every weekend. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not giving up my free time. Just to sit there on a Saturday night, watch that game. I'll peek in periodically. Yeah. No, I hear. I'll tell you though what I what I love, man. And I got to tell you, they it's smart that they do this. The NFL Network, right? Smartly on a loop, just replays games. Yep. If you miss the game Thursday, if you miss the game Friday, Saturday, yep. Sunday, whatever. Like I woke up. It was Saturday. It was um, yesterday morning. It was Sunday morning. It was probably. I don't know, 7.30, 8 o'clock, I, I, right. I put on, a, uh, it was a Cowboys game, I forget whatever game it was. I, I And it was just great, man. I just I can get caught up on stuff if I can't I watch know, all man. these games. And I'm know. always looking for like, all right, if this guy gets cut, is he somebody maybe the Eagles would jump or whatever. I'm always, you know, you're, you're or I like this guy in college. I, does he have a chance to make it? Right. Whatever. There's always something there that interests me. Like I know most people be like, you're watching the fourth quarter of a preseason game. Like, yep. What are you doing? Like, there's always yep. something for me that I can I can dig in on. Think about when we were younger. We didn't have the it, we didn't have at our luxury the advantage to tape games and, and replay them whenever you wanted. Or or right now, watch games live and to stop a game while it's live. Go back and say, let me look at that play again before I move forward. It can zip through. You don't have to watch. You know, it doesn't take you three three and a half hours to watch a game if you don't want to. You can zip through a game now an hour and a half, you know, um, because you got remote control at your fingers, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you got everything you need now to to watch more games, so to speak, if you want to, than you ever had before. Yeah, yeah, it is a great thing. Now, coming out of the game, <clears throat> you know, and I think this part of this is a byproduct that people just want to dig in on on Jonathan Gannon. They, they, they want to just hammer him. But – you know, I'm taking. I was taking some calls on the post game show last night, and it's like, this is why I don't have faith in this guy. See, I'm not, I'm not like like to me, one and one doesn't equal two. If the right. if the first team defense looks, you know, the way that the second team defense looked yesterday, right? Have had it. You know, you have every right yep. to to be picked off. I I'm not I'm not losing my mind over a defense where most of these guys either aren't going to play or aren't going to be on the team. So I can't right. get all that worked up about what I saw yesterday. No, and I, you know, and I know people, you know, um, Jonathan Gannon's, you know, I've seen comments, not just in here, but Jonathan Gannon's defense sucks. He's not doing this, not doing that. Yeah. He's not going to tip his hand right now. Why would you? You know, and I said, I would like to have seen at least one quarterback sack in two games, you know, and, and it's been very vanilla to, for the most part. Right. That's okay. I'm not critiquing Jonathan Gannon until that first game against Detroit. You know, I'm really not. You know, I don't know what's in his bag of tricks this year compared to last year. 
Maybe he's holding the full arsenal because he doesn't want to show anything. Okay. Right. I understand that. So we have to just endure what we're watching right now until further notice. Now I'm hoping what we're seeing now is not a sample of what's to come, because if that's the case, we're going to be blowing this thing up all season long in terms of what this defense should be doing compared to what they are doing. Oh, listen, it, it is going to be like there there's, you know, here, here's the two guys. I mean, the two guys are Hertz and Gannon who your people are, are waiting to pounce. If it doesn't look good right away, it, there's right, right. no question. I mean, right. and look, I rightfully so because, the excuses have been stripped away for both of those guys. I mean, you look at the talent that, that Jalen Hurts is going to have to play with, and you look at the talent that Jonathan Gannon was given, upgraded. You go Hassan Reddick, Kaiser White, James Bradbury, yep. just to name three as in terms yep. of the vets, and you draft Jordan Davis in the first round and the Kobe Dean. So, you know, the excuses should be out the window as far yep. as that goes. Absolutely. Now, I do have some concerns about Tart. Um, you know, he had a decent game yesterday, but my concern is this, and I'm looking for it now. I just saw Adam Schefter tweet it a little while, a little, little while ago. Yeah. Uh, because the 49ers picked up a veteran uh, safety. Now, you already had one in the fold. Why did you give up on Tart if you knew down the road? You were, and I don't know if it was related to injuries, um, but they just picked up another safety. Oh, to Sean Gibson, who was a decent safety you know, at one point. So, so your point, your point is, why would they let him go to begin with? Why would you let Tar go to begin? He's what he wasn't killing you financially. So, what was it about his game, especially in a rugged defense like the 49ers? What was it about Tart that you didn't like that you gave up on him in the spring, but all of a sudden you went out and got another proven uh, uh, veteran safety to fill up in your on the back end? Of yeah, I, I, it's they might know something that other teams saying. don't know. Yeah, when you if, have a if, Tart, if Tart is one of the guys who gets cut, then we're right, right back to where I don't want us to be, where you've got a deficiency in that safety position. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people like Marcus Epps. I'm, I'm a fan of Marcus Epps, but I still need to see more growth from him. You know, is he the guy that can hold it down for 17 games and make the necessary plays when you have to? I, I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I know Barrett is high on him, but when I look at his game, I'm still, I'm still questionable about is he the factor, the X factor back there. He can run sideline to sideline, no question about it. But is he the overall X factor to help solidify the back end of your defense? I'm not I don't know at this point, to be honest. Yeah. You got Kayvon Wallace who really still hasn't shown you a ton. You got Tart. I'm talking about backups for the safety position. Yep. You got yep. Tart. Uh, actually Ugo Amadi made a couple plays. The, the guy they he traded Ortega Whiteside for. And he, he can play special teams. So yeah. I don't know much got, about him. But they yeah. made that move for a reason, you know. Yeah. So he's got a real shot. Now there are others that will tell you they really like Reed Blankenship, who was the undrafted yeah. free agent. Yeah. Uh, whatever uh, we, we we talked about, um, he's been here. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting, you know, battle there with those backups uh, for that position. Yeah, um, you got a bunch of hungry kids, and hungry kids are going to make mistakes early on. That's that's to be a given. But if you're yeah. counting on them in strategic situations. You don't want them to be alive. You don't want that to be a liability. You know, if an offense can identify that that's a weakness, you don't want it exposed, especially at a crucial point of a game. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that's, that whole scenario plays itself out. Right now we're looking at Epps and Anthony Harris as your starters right now. You know how we all feel about Anthony Harris's game at this stage. At one point he was a great player. Mm-hmm. have not seen it, you know, since he's been here. Yeah, he, he's not the same guy at this point. No. Far. You know, so 
let's let's see how let's see what happens. Who knows? You know, Howie again may go out and get somebody else. You know, when the cuts come, you don't know. You know, yeah. what is today may not be tomorrow. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I, I would say of if I'm looking at depth on defense, it, what positions concern me? Safety's probably right up there. Um, yeah, of, of any, yeah, of any position. Um, I feel real good about the defensive end depth. Uh, you know, including Taron Jackson and uh, you know Barnett. I don't love, but okay. You know, and then you wherever you categorize, you know, Brandon Graham. I feel good about that. I feel pretty good about the defensive tackle depth. No question. You know, Jordan Davis, et cetera. You know, linebacker is going to be interesting too. Barrett loves Kyron Johnson. Yep. You know, Barrett yep. really likes I Patrick know. Johnson. I know. Um, I don't know if all of those guys can make it. And, and again, you can't. You cannot bury them all on a practice squad. Somebody yeah. is going to be freed up. And you only have so many and, spots on it, too. By the way. Yeah, I just don't want to free up somebody, and he goes somewhere else, and all of a sudden you hear making a name for himself with another team because we're all going to be sitting here saying, "Man, see, they should have kept this guy." But you can't keep everybody. Yeah, it's the nature of the beast. It's going to happen. You know, um, I think this defense is going to be a top ten defense, probably a top five defense against the run. I believe they're going to be that good against the run with their frontline guys, their rotation of, of their front frontline guys. Um, but when it comes to the passing game, I feel really good about the corners. But teams that are smart, they'll find a way to attack the middle of the field. And I hope it's not at the expense of, of inconsistent play from the safeties. I, I, I Let me give a little love, though. We've been talking about guys who I thought Josh Job has done a nice job. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, um, like him, um, man. I thought he's aggressive. Quick, can run with with receivers. Um, you know, I thought he played. I thought he played a great game overall yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think I don't like to use the word lock, but I think he is more than a ninety five percent chance of making this roster as a backup for this team. I think he's shown enough already to make it. You know, uh, with this team, um, they like him too. You I like tell. everything about his game. I love yeah. his technique. Um, I love how he's not when he's not shy about being physical when he has to be. Uh, good at jumping routes as well. Um, I think this kid has a lot of potential uh, to be a solid player in the NFL. I'm with you, and I, I think he makes it. Now, you're looking at him, just to go to the corners for a minute, just to run through this quickly. Uh, we know who the starters are. We know who the first three are, you know, with Slay, Bradbury, and, and Avante. Yeah. But, you know, you get beyond that, and you start looking at who these backups are. I would say Job's got a real good chance. Um, I know they like Josiah Scott. I, I'm not saying he makes the team, but I know they like him. Um, how many do you keep at that position, too? I mean, that's, that's go, another this, question. This Zach McPherson still there, too? Yeah. Hugo Amadi can make the team um, because of a dual purpose, as you just mentioned. You know, he can play special teams. They really have to upgrade the special teams play. Yeah. He's, he, he can play special teams as well as play the cornerback position. I mean, the safety position. Um, I, he made a couple of plays yesterday, had his, you know, had his name called. Um, I don't know what that means in terms of the depth for him, but he does give them a versatility uh, being utilized, his assets being utilized. And I don't think they made that trade for him just to get rid of uh, Whiteside. But I do, I do believe they made that trade because they felt that here's a player that could fit in and help us in certain areas that we are deficient at right now. Which, which line would you say has better depth? Offense or defense? Oh, offense. I would yeah. say offense. Yeah. 
would say offense. And, 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 it's, and it's not a knock on the defense because I think the offense has great depth also. I just think that offensive line has so many interchangeable parts in it. I like the Eagles' D tackle rotation. I think they're four, four solid at D tackle. I think they're, let's see, the D, let's see, DN, Sweat, Brandon Graham, Barnett. Uh, but uh, I'm going to bypass Barnett and say to Ron Jackson, I think they're solid in a three man rotation. Barnett can give you something, but you don't know when and when he's going to give it to you because he's been so inconsistent. Uh, I'm not completely down on Barnett yet. Um, I still think he has potential to be a solid player, but I've got to see it. He's got to get rid of the mental mistakes that he's made, um, you know, throughout his career. He has the potential uh, to be a very good edge rusher for this team. Um, but right now, I think Teron Jackson, along with Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat, uh, could be your three primaries. What I, you know, and, and the way this will work this week, uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier, they go to Miami again for one of the, the, the open practices, and then they play the Dolphins on Sunday, which, you know, you're going to see like third stringers probably and some second stringers. But uh, yeah. by all accounts, Derek, the Eagles, I, again, this is subjective and it's beauty is in the eye of the, the beholder, but the Eagles won the joint practices. You know, some people will debate the first right. day and whatever. Right. Not many people debate the second day. And apparently, you know, Jalen Hurts looked really good. Devontae Smith looked really good. Yep. It feels like these guys are coming on at the right time right now. And that's that's encouraging, like at, hitting their stride as we inch closer to the regular season here. Well, we're not surprised. We, you know, we, we knew what they would bring to the table. You know, yeah. so we, I'm not surprised in that regard. Those are not the guys that need to work. Um, the, the, the guys that need to work are the guys who are going to fill out the roster, you know. Um, and I think it's a great discussion when we talk about depth at wide receiver, depth at cornerback, um, de- the safety position, because there's so many uncertainties there. Um, you know, we we all we all like similar players, but we all have a one or two players either that we like that the other one may not like, or players that you know we don't like in unison. And that's why it's it's been great conversation up to this point, trying to figure out what the Eagles are seeing. Yeah, because as we know, what we see in a controlled practice is nothing like what we're going to see in a real game. Um, and when you got these young players, the twos playing against twos, twos playing against threes, threes against threes, so on and so forth, um, this is where you have to shine. These are the the limited opportunities you have to make it in the National Football League. Yeah. If you don't take it on, take advantage of these opportunities, you have nobody to blame but yourself in that regard. Yep. So that's why I, I, I'm so. I'm so excited about the prospects of of what could make out this roster, so to speak. Um, yep. And we still have like eight days to talk about this, technically. Well, four more days this week and two days next week because the cutdown is what four p.m. next Tuesday. Right. Yeah, so we're gonna we get a little a, sh- a little cut down this week, and then it gets real the following week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. After today, we have six more days to talk about our theories of why who should and who should not be making this roster and we have plenty of theories that's for sure (laughs) all right so uh we come back we will uh turn our sights to the phillies it was quite the weekend uh for the phillies ish all right coming up at two o'clock uh back to the nfl stuff jordan raynan uh from espn.com he covers the giants but also follows the nfc east the eagles all around football there's a lot of stuff going on uh, NFL wise coming off of the weekend. So we'll do that as, as well. We'll get a little open talk to close it out with some, some quality birthdays as well. And a bunch of other stuff. 
that we will dive into. Don't you go anywhere. Hit that like button. We got you. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little Razor technology. All right, Razor Technologies comprehensive managed service provider solutions delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data-vetted and insight-driven implementation, we strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. We are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Our goal is to offer bigger and, and better, you know, one project, one problem, one solution or upgrade. It, it's improving the overall functioning of our partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through ongoing synergistic relationships. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how our managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866 866- 797-3282-866-797-3282 or visit us online at razor-tech.com razor-tech.com your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Purchase of stateside vodka. So good it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Sports Take on this Wednesday. Thanks for hanging with us. Hit that like button. We appreciate you as always. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis Barrett out with a little tooth issue, which he sent us some interesting pictures, uh, which we don't need to share. Uh, you're muted, Cutter, but uh, he, he's not done. The work isn't done yet. Uh, let's Zan- just say that. Xander muted my mic, man. Yeah. Huh? It wasn't me this time. It was Xander. Okay. Come on, Xander. We're, we're all blaming you. No. Um, yeah. It, it looked painful, didn't it? It did not look. Uh, no, he's not done yet. Let's put no. it that way. No, you got a little too much information there, I think, on that with that picture. But that's uh that's the way Barrett rolls. So he showed it off. All right. So uh we'll get it back to the NFL talk in a second here, Derek. But this was a mess, a mess of a weekend for the Phillies. They lose three out of four to the Mets. They lose both games, the games one and two started by Nola and Wheeler. Um, they could have seen their way out of it yesterday. And 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 gotten a split, which would not have been the worst thing in the world, considering the way this series started. You would have you would have gotten away, come away, and said, "Okay, I didn't love it, didn't take three out of four, but right. a split is not the worst thing in the world against a Mets team that's been, you know, pretty amazing." Um, but Derek, they led three different times, including four nothing yesterday, coughed it up and lost in excruciating fashion, ten nine yesterday to the Mets. And of all people, to give up. The key hit, Dave Robertson, yeah. who's been lights out for this team. Mm-hmm. This four-game series was one of the weirdest series I've watched this team play in quite some time. Um, I thought Nola would pitch another gym. They tattooed Nola. You know, they got him out of there in a hurry. And then for a while, Schwarber was on point early on. All of a sudden, they caught up. Not Schwarber. Uh, Wheeler was Wheeler. on point. Yep. Um, and then all of a sudden, they caught up to Wheeler. And I'm thinking – here we go again. But they left men on base. They couldn't get key hits. The first Sloppy defense. Games, yeah, the first two games, Schwarber was non-factor, you know, from the top of the Hoskins. You know, the, the, I believe it was the second game when the announcer said that um, Hoskins was hitting like 143 against the Mets this year. And I'm yes, thinking, terrible against the Mets, correct. I'm like, are you kidding me? Um but the manner in which they, they lost those first two games, what was this? What was this? eight fifteen to four? Yep. Fifteen to four. They were out hit twenty-one to sixteen. And the Mets out had error out errored them in those first two games, two to one. Mets had two errors on Saturday, Phillies had one error on Friday. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the Phillies are 0-9 against the Mets when you have Nola or Wheeler in the mound speaks volumes. The record is Owen said in nine games they haven't won against them, you know, with those two in the mouth. Owen seven, four, three, eight ERA combined 
when they face the Mets. The Mets have no fear whatsoever of this team. The Mets are 14 and five against this team this year. And if and to add insult to injury, we kept wondering where, where the heck is Dominguez? Now we find out he's on a 10 day DL. Then we see a report that Canable, who had been pitching better, is probably done for the season. Yep. You know, is he's we know, done. We know Eflin, Eflin's not coming back. <laughs> it's like, all this yeah, the, the Sir Anthony do. thing is scary. He's got a tricep issue, yeah. and he's on the IL right now because all of a sudden now, you know, your bullpen, in particular the back end, just took a major hit, major hit, you know. Yeah. And the problem, too, is Saturday night, Robertson had to go two innings. And oh it, it looked like he may not even be available yesterday, but Segura hits the, the pinch home run. They go up. He calls the dugout from the bullpen and says, "Yeah, I'm all right. Like, uh, let me get. I'm going. I'm good. Yeah, Put me yeah. in." And I give the guy credit for being a gamer, where other guys would have just said, "You know what? I'm going to kick back and take the day off." However, it was just a killer, man. He gives up the two run shot. Dude, I'm sitting there going, "You." I, I walked away. Here's the thing: I walked away from the TV three times. Um, Boom hits the three run shot in the first. They go up four nothing in the first. All of a sudden, I come back. It's four to four. Like what? Mm-hmm. I walk away again, um, and I hear the crowd screaming. I go back, boom, hits another three-run shot of seven to four. I'm thinking, okay, now I settled in. What? Seven to seven? Right. Then I come back I come back just as time to see Segura launch one just barely over the left field wall. Eight, seven. I said, okay, they got this. Uh, no, no. Mets get three in the ninth. And even when, they, when it was the bottom of the night, I thought the Phillies, they might pull us out. They got a run. They made it 10-9. They might pull this out because Edwin Diaz, well, here's another strange element of this game. Usually when Edwin Diaz walks in the game, you think that's it. It's over. Yep. Dude, he was as mortal as they come in that yeah, ninth he, inning. Yeah, he was. It, they, ah, the first right. two batters, the first two batters got hits against him. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't right. find, he couldn't find his pitch. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, they're within 10, nine, maybe just maybe this is one of those scenarios. They get to Diaz. No, they come up short again. You know, and what you try to do is you you see if you can separate. Is this just a matter of, hey, the Mets have their number, like the Mets do to a lot of teams because they're having a great year. I hate admitting all this. But anyway, do you just chalk it up to they own us, uh, they've won 14 of 19 this year, or do you say if you really want to be taken seriously, you want to show us you can play with the big boys, you got to hang with the big boys. And and the Mets not only have, have beat you, they've throttled you. Uh, in this this entire season I, I mean it's a tough call like I've seen this I've seen this a lot uh, before Derek I, I'm going to go back a long time ago but the Phillies played um, the Phillies in 1983 the Dodgers swept them during the regular season they owned them they killed them every time they played them right, okay right they end up meeting them in the in the NLCS and the Phillies ripped right through them in the NLCS and went to the World Series I'm not saying that's going to happen with the Phillies and the Mets this year I'm not saying that I'm just right, sometimes right. there are circumstances and things that go down during the regular season and it's hard to really it's hard to really fathom. Sometimes you just don't match up well against teams, and I don't I don't think they match up well. I think some of it is it it's in their head. I do think it's in their head a little bit. Well, the good thing is they won't see the Mets again now until they, they will see them in the playoffs. If, That's if it. they get to the playoffs. That's it. So yep. they're done with the Mets. They're done with that misery of the Mets. Um, but they, they've got to overcome whatever it is the Mets hold over them right now. <clears throat> they've got to find a way. Because I think it's demoralizing when your one and two pitchers have nothing to show for it in the win column in nine tries against this team. Nothing. Even if they won one or two, you say, okay, there's hope. 
you know, Aaron Nola pitched as, as well as you can pitch against the Mets last weekend and lost one nothing. That dude pitched eight, pitched eight solid innings, double-digit Ks, and they lost the game one nothing. I know. You know, so you have to find a way to overcome whatever this mystique is the Mets have over you right now. Because if you look at this Mets lineup, Rob, their first five hitters are murdered. Mm-hmm. The last four hitters are as inconsistent as they come. But yet, they have survived this entire season. You know, the series against Atlanta coming into the series against the Phillies was the first series the Mets had lost all year. That's really? phenomenal. That's the That's first, the first series, series loss for them. Yeah, they lost three out of four in Atlanta. That's the first series the Mets had lost all year. I didn't know that. Wow. That's, that's phenomenal. That's why they're in the 70s in terms of wins. Yeah. You know, what do they have? 74 wins? Well, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, it's, it's funny, man, because the, the Yankees got off to the crazy start, right? The, the Yankees have gone in the yep. tank since. Yep. The Mets are 79 and 44. 79. I mean, look, the Braves there are playing go. ridiculous. The Braves are only four back of them in the NL East. The Braves yeah. have 75 wins. The yes. top of this division is, is insane. Dude. What the Mets are doing this year, and, and, and think about it. They went through a stretch. They didn't have DeGrom. Yeah. They didn't have Scherzer. But they have they have depth in their pitching, which is which is just enviable of a lot of teams. You know, yeah. Um, you go you just go up and down the list of guys who come in in the middle, late innings, and of course their closer, you can't say enough about their closer Diaz. Um, but the Mets, Mets are, or, are can, the way they're 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 put together um is what a championship team is made of. Yeah. And if you I, I I can't wait to see them and the Braves go at it. If they beat in the postseason, I can't wait to see them and the Braves go at it in a four game series. I'll tell That's you gonna too, be one heck of a series. No, you're right. I mean, you're right on with that. The the other part that frustrates me is A, you waste an unbelievable effort out of Bohm yesterday. Two three run yes. shots. I mean, clutch hitting yep. by Alec Bohm. You totally waste that, right? Number one. Number two. You know, we got to call these guys on the carpet. As good as Wheeler and Nola have been all year, Derek, they came up really small in this series, man. Games one and two, they don't even get you into the sixth inning, either no. one of them. Okay? You know, to Bailey Falter's credit, the, the, le- the last thing we expected, he came through on Saturday night. And then Gibson again yesterday. Gibson goes short yesterday on you. And uh, a bullpen that's already banged up and and, and you know, weathered, has to be called on early in the game. That's the kind of stuff that just it happens to losing teams. You can't have that happen. Aaron Nola, five innings, eight hits, five earned runs. Yeah. One walk, nine strikeouts. And look he at the amount of pitches. Yeah. 104 pitches in five innings. Yep. You look at Wheeler. Wheeler had 106 pitches in five and a third. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell me? The Mets do a great job of working pictures. They yep. do a great job of working a strike zone and enforcing, you know, fouling off, fouling off pitches, you know, keep, keeping the bats alive. They do a great – Wheeler gives up only five hits, but he gave up four earned runs. He had four walks, which cost him in six Ks, 106 pitches, you know. Um, and the bullpen has not been holding up his end, you know. The good thing is – the bad thing is this series cost the Phillies – the hold on the number two uh, wild card spot. They now slip a half game behind the Padres, number three, a game and a half ahead of the Brewers. The Brewers are falling off the map right oh, now. Oh, what so a I don't mess they are about, right now. Yeah. You know, they lose two out of three to the Cubs of all teams. Yeah. You know, and so the Brewers, I think, while they're still in the picture, I think we can forget about the Brewers. The Phillies should get healthy 
uh, in terms of wins in a hurry because their next four games are at home against Cincinnati. Then they have three games. They're, they're, they're two and one against Cincinnati this year. Yeah. They are four and oh against Pittsburgh. They're, they're at Pittsburgh for three. Uh, then they go to Arizona. They're two and one against Arizona this year. And then they go to San Francisco. They're one and two against San. Now that's going to be an interesting series. They're one and two against San Francisco this year. But when I but when I look at the teams, the next four teams that they're going to play, when it comes to hitting, Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati is tenth in the league in hitting. Pittsburgh fifteenth, Arizona fourteenth, San Francisco twelfth in hitting. Okay, those teams are averaging two forty or less in team batting averages this year. Um, Pittsburgh is averaging 221 as a team hitting this year. Uh, when it comes to home runs, and they're going to, and I included Miami in this also because they're going to fit Miami. Miami is 14th in home runs. Pittsburgh is 10th. As bad as here's that's weird. As bad as Pittsburgh is in batting, they're 10th in, in the league in home runs. Arizona is seventh. San Francisco sixth. So right. those two teams, Arizona, San Francisco, are hit and miss. They either hit the long ball or they don't hit much at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to pitching. Um, Cincinnati is 13th in the league in in ERAs, Arizona 10th, San Francisco 9th, Miami 7th. Home runs. Now, home runs, this is the key. Home runs, Cincinnati is number two in the league in home runs allowed with 161. Arizona 7th, Pittsburgh 8th, Miami 9th, San Francisco 15th. Yeah. So that's why those teams have struggled this year. They're getting very little production at the plate. The pitching has been way off the charts for them all season long. So that's why I said these next four series, the Phillies should get healthy. They should be able to regain that number two spot in the wild card. Uh, they should make people forget and hurry about this, what I call an exercise of futility against the Mets and get back on track. You know, Schwarber should go back to banging a long ball. Hoskins should up, up his average. Bohm will keep doing – I love Alex Bohm and what he's given to this team this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this team get back on the horse again real soon. And the good news is uh, the, the way the Harper thing looks like it's going to play out either Tuesday yeah. or yep. Wednesday, he'll start his rehab assignments in the minor leagues for the thumb. He, he says he's 85% right now. He said he loves, you know, what's going on with BP. He said the strength is about 85%, but he's getting really good swings. What he wants to do, Derek, he wants to go down there and, and play enough that he doesn't have to take any days off when he comes back here. So, in other words, he wants yep. to be in the in the lineup every day, DHing when he gets back. So he's the the hope is on that road trip you mentioned. They they end up in San Francisco after uh, after yep. Arizona. That's when he yep. would come back the second. So that's only I mean we're at the twenty second now. So that's uh, mm-hmm. that's like thirteen days he would be back. So somewhere in that range. Um, that's good. That's good news, right? So that's encouraging. The other thing is you pointed out, and you're right. If they end up with the third wild card. Okay, yeah. which say Sandy, they're right there. They're only a half game back of San Diego, so right. that they're going right. to jockey back and forth. But if they end up with the third wild card, you would get the, the, the division winning team with the worst record in your league. So it yeah. wouldn't be the Mets, it wouldn't be the Dodgers. Dodgers have eighty four wins, by the way, so, and, and yeah. the Mets have seventy nine. You would get either the Cardinals or the Brewers. Looking more and more likely, you get the Cardinals because they're starting to run away from the Brewers. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I want to see the Cardinals right now. They won seven in a row. Yeah, I, no, I agree. But of the choices of the Dodgers right. and the Mets, I'll take the Cardinals. And the Phillies uh, have played well against the Cardinals this year. They had the the uh, tiebreaker over them. So no third might not be the worst thing in the world if that's where you end up. Uh, just just a heads up. 
I don't know, dude. Uh, St. <laughs> Louis, Louis is smoking right now. Well, Pujols you know, Gold- is, is, has found the uh, fountain of youth, man. I don't Not know only what that, the heck Gold- Goldschmidt is turning it on also. Yeah. So, uh, you know, pick your poison. Be, I agree. <laughs> pick, I, think, yeah. I think the Phillies play better against Atlanta than they do against, obviously, against the Mets or the Cardinals at this point. Yeah. No, I hear you. Hey, and, and shout out to anybody who sat through all of that yesterday. So, Derek, that game. Four hours, 26 minutes, no. and a 46-minute rain delay. And no, there no. were people who sat through that yeah. whole damn thing. Good for that. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah. I had to go out and cook smash burgers, dude. Couldn't do it. 395 pitches in the game total. Jeez. No. No, I couldn't do that. No. Can you imagine almost 400 pitches? Unbelievable. Dude, Unbelievable. Dude, I got, I got kids running around here. I got dogs all over the place. I couldn't sit still and watch. I know. There's no way I could do it. All right, let, let's turn our sights to a little NFL, and we got Jordan Raynon coming on the top of the hour, but, but but back to the NFL for a minute. So the the Raiders and the Vikings made a trade. Former Eagle Eagle Nick Mullins is going to Minnesota. Did you see this? He, he'll likely yeah. back up Kirk Cousins. So they, they, he actually played pretty decent for them for the Raiders in the uh, in the preseason. So right, yeah, he's he's an all right backup. It's it's not a not a terrible move. If, if there's a weakness on Minnesota, it would be the backup quarterback situation. Yeah. You better hope Kirk Cousins doesn't go down because they're in trouble no, in their backup quarterback situation. I think Minnesota has everything else they need to be a viable player when, when you're talking about teams that could be legitimate uh, postseason contenders. Um, but you don't want to have to go past your, your starting quarterback. You know, yeah. now, Nick Mullins is okay. Yeah, I'm, you know, didn't, didn't do anything for me. Uh, but you got to have somebody, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, good, good luck to him, you know, yeah. nice guy when he was here, nice guy, but that's about it. No, yeah, so. I hear you, man. Um, uh, so that, uh, a couple other odds and ends NFL wise, um, I'm, we mentioned Baker Mayfield's going to be the starter. That's a lot. They, the, that rule announced that that's a done deal. Um, beyond that, uh, Jameis Winston is back doing seven on yeah. seven drills in yeah. practice. Good news for the is, yeah, enormous for them uh, as we get closer here. What's your sense of him without Peyton? Uh, well, I mean, he got off to a decent start last year until he yeah. got hurt. Yeah, he did. I mean, he it, it, before he got hurt, he had 14 touchdowns and only three picks. Mm-hmm. So that tells me Pete Carmichael knew knew how to play to his strengths. They're to make him a better quarterback. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, so I think it's going to be more of the same. I think – you know, if he's healthy and he can play, I think Jameis will fit fit that thing. He's not Drew Brees, obviously, but I think he 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 can be that guy to to help the Saints make a significant push in the right direction and to challenge Tampa Bay for that division title. Hmm. You know, New Orleans has always been a has been a thorn in Tampa side since since uh, Tom Brady went down there. Played them very uh, well. They have played them very well. So. I think James James being focused and in sync with Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator, uh, makes that team a very dangerous team. Did you? It's, it's just staying on that for a minute. Did you see any of Sean Payton last night on the Fox broadcast? I thought he was really good. I did too. I and did he's too. not afraid to say stuff. No, no. I love the uh, line. The, the great line for me. To, uh, regarding uh, Lamar Jackson, the way Huntley played. Yeah. So he's asked about, he said, he was, first of all, he's, oh, I said the kid was unbelievable. But he said, 
It's a real fast way for your starter who hasn't signed his deal yet to sign his deal when he watches that kind of effort go down. Like I was like, whoa, all right, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I can tell you one guy who's hoping that Sean Payton stays in the bronze booth forever is Mike McCarthy. I bet he hopes (laughs) – I bet he hopes Sean Payton stays in that booth for the entire season. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's rooting stuff. harder for a good Mike no. uh, Sean Payton on the, the TV. Yeah, you're right about that, man. No, you know. Well, look, he's going to have. If you if you look, it's crazy. There were ten coaching changes this past year. So there's ten new coaches in the NFL, right? Yes. So if you look at this year, it, it potentially hot seat guys, right? Uh, certainly McCarthy. Certainly Matt Rule, right in Carolina. I think Pete Carroll maybe you know, hangs it up, whatever. There's three, uh, you know, with, I would think Kingsbury, but he just signed a new deal. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I, I don't know about, that- I think, I don't know about Carol. I honestly think Rob, he's like Andy Reed. Andy Reed's like 66, 67. Right. And you wonder how, how much longer will Andy coach? And I think these are guys that just love being around the game so much. You're going to have to force them out of the game. Could be. Either either their wives are going to have to talk them off that football ledge <laughs> or luck. they're going to have to be forced out of the game. I think these are two guys who love teaching young men, who love being in the mix of, of coaching and being a part of winning cultures yeah. and, 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 and calling X's and O's and being in charge. I think they wouldn't know what to do with themselves if they didn't have this ability to be in charge uh, and to oversee an entity and put it together and to see where they can take it. I mean, both of these men have had tremendous success as coaches in the National Football League. Their names right now are synonymous with the game today as we know it. Mm-hmm. I don't see them just walking off into the sunset. Now, Pete, uh, Pete Carroll's, what, close to 70, isn't he? Believe it or not, isn't Derek, he? he's going to be 71 in September. Yeah. There you go. I know, Who is the defensive and I should know this, and I and I'm slapped myself. I should know this. Who was the defensive coordinator with the Pittsburgh Steelers forever? Who coached into his late seventies? He's well known across the oh, league. Uh, somebody, somebody's going to bring it up, and then he left and went to another team. Yeah, and, and he looked like, like he, an advisor. He looked twenty years younger than he was. I mean, he was pushing yes. like eighty, and he looked yes. like he was in sixties. Yes. Oh, well known name who's been there forever. Um, uh, no, I can't, dang it, I should know this. Oh my goodness! I can't believe I don't know this. I'm really annoyed that I'm not coming up with this name. Somebody will have it in the, in the chat anyway. Yeah. Um, and he actually there you he, go, he, Dick LeBeau. There you go. Dick, thank you, Brian. Dick's Much appreciated. Yeah. yeah. He. Thank you guys in in the chat. Yeah. Thank you, William. Uh, he was here actually with the Eagles for a little while as a coach. But yeah. So yes. my I, I I was running through it, but there's I don't think there's going to be ten this year. Right. But there's always around five ish. So Peyton's going to have his pick of the litter. I, I think it's just a matter of, does he want to chill for a couple of years and have a real nice gig where you make a lot of money and you don't have any of the heat? Or is he just so... Are, are they... Uh-oh. We're experiencing a technical issue uh, on Rob Rob's end over there. Uh, Rob is frozen right now. And of course, we'll get back to him. But... Uh, uh, I'm watching a lot of your chats, and I appreciate all the comments uh, that you guys have had. Uh, he gone. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, Xander jumping in. What happened with Robbie, man? I don't know, man. Rob froze up on a dime, so looks like his. Xander, Xander, we don't get to hear much from you, man. And, and so I'm glad you jumped on right away. 
So I have to ask you, man, what did you think? Because you are a diehard Philadelphia sports fan. You are a diehard Eagle. If there's one person who bleeds Eagles green, is this guy I'm sitting with right now. So to get your impressions, what did you, what did you think of, of what you saw from the Eagles yesterday against uh, Cleveland? Uh, all good to me. I thought Gardner looked good. Um, offense has a lot more. Oh, here's Robbie checking back in. Offense, a lot more depth than the defense. It looks like, right, Degon? Um, well, yeah, yeah, to a certain degree. What, what are your, what were your impressions of what you saw from from Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean in particular? Yeah, because Rob, as you heard, Robin, I, I'm back. I don't know, guys. My computer literally went black, uh, and all of a sudden it came right back, uh, and we didn't have a loss of power. I don't know. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Very you tried to up. leave. You tried to uh, leave me hanging. I know. I, I, way to way to pounce, Xander. Way to get in there, man. That was it was a cat like quickness for you to get in there. And yeah, I was about to carry you. Know, he He's already got me under the fire, Rob. He's grilling yeah. me. Oh, you grilled him, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing? yeah. Me know right away. But I'm gonna we, let you we very, we, finish up. We second, very right? seldom I get to it. hear his perspective. I love uh, so I love your yeah. Xander always gives us good input in the uh, yeah. in the pre show meetings and 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 in uh, input in general and what we're doing uh, with show prep and all that good stuff. He's excellent. But oh, so I'm sorry. My, my only point was, I don't think there's going to be ten. But does Peyton want to just cash a check for a little bit and chill, right. or does he want to just jump right back into that that fray? I'm not I sure. So. I, I, I honestly think, don't know. I think Sean Peyton is a coach, and I think the right situation will quickly pull him out of the broadcast booth. The perfect storm for him is Dallas. He has a home there. Yeah. The Cowboys are right down the road. He has a great relationship with Jerry Jones. Yep. Jerry Jones has said that he is he doesn't have a lot of time. The man's over 80 years old. Right. He doesn't have a lot of time. He understands all the cat calls that have been talking about his team hasn't been he's been instead of America's team, they've been America's tarnished team since 1995-96. Right. The star has been tarnished. <clears throat> I think. If the right scenario pops up, I think Sean Payton, if Mike McCarthy blows it this year, and I don't, you know, I think not to make excuses for Mike McCarthy, but when you've lost the volume of talent, they've lost this off season. Yeah. You know, you could have a setback. You're not, you're not winning 12 games this year. I don't right. think. No, you I know, guess fair. Um, and you look at their schedule, especially coming out of the gate. I think this team is going to be, a middle of the road team. I think they're looking at nine or 10 wins. Maybe if everything falls into place for them, hmm. um, is that good enough for Mike McCarthy to keep his job? If he bows out in the first round of the playoffs again, hmm. I don't think so. I think Jerry yeah. Jones would give him a quick hook in a hurry and who's sitting right there waiting in the shadows to take over this team, Sean Payton. So yeah. I think Sean Payton is a coach. Sean Payton was born a coach. Sean Payton may like this opportunity to sit back and just reflect. He still has his money. Um, doesn't have to be pushed in any direction one way or the other, doesn't have to take a job out of necessity. He won't take a job unless it's the perfect storm. I don't think Sean Payton would take a team that you have to rebuild from the bottom up. Dallas has the pieces to be a better team. If they falter this offseason, they'll make the necessary adjustments next season to get better. And Sean Payton is a winning coach to put in a possible winning situation. All right, let's uh, let's step aside. Jordan Renan from ESPN.com is going to join us. We'll continue the NFL talk. Digging on the Giants, Derek, uh, we'll give you two injury updates on them that could be interesting to see where they're going forward on top of a lot that they already have. We'll go all the way around the NFL, including Washington, Dallas, the Eagles, get his take on the Eagles, et cetera, and around the league with Jordan when we get back. So don't go anywhere. D-Gun, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little Flynn 
Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So do you have any type of issues with your yard, your property, trees you're not really sure about? They're getting older, branches are falling off, could be dangerous potentially, wires, the whole nine. If you do, they're a quick phone call away. They are experts trimming all types of trees. They serve as southeastern PA, South Jersey, and northern Delaware, and they specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're also right in that hurricane season, okay? Now is a great time to have your trees evaluated. You go to their Facebook or their Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
All right. Welcome in to our number three. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports Tube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, and and usually hanging out with Barrett Brooks. He's out today with the tooth issue. I am Rob Ellis. Uh, good to be hanging out with you. And we are joined by our next guest. We continue the uh, the football talk. Love the love the the backdrop. That is a killer killer bookcase that he's. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of bobbleheads all over the place. But I the like little, it. The kids come in here. Like first of all, I got some really good ones. Got this. This is one of my favorites of all time. By the way, oh, is that Kyle Corver with messed up hair? Kyle Corver's got this was wild hair. Oh my like, god! That's why it's one of my favorite bobbleheads. The hair was crazy on this. One. That is like that is like possessed Kyle Corver. Like there's something going on there. It's kind of really scary. right. Wow. Yeah, I'm a little afraid right now. Actually, I got to tell you, that's awesome, one of my man. favorites. Yeah, that's hey, uh, that's hey, Jordan hey, Nod, our guy. Hey, uh, hey Jordan, the big yeah. question is how many of those books behind you have you read? <laughs> a lot. I actually do read a lot. Okay, I, do you read? Really? It has been a few years, but. Uh, <laughs> At one time in my life, I read I read these books. Okay. Some of them are fillers. I'm not going to lie. The lower level books are definitely fillers. Oh man, the I, shelves I the here are the ones I read. Okay, the ones down here are the ones that are just make it look it's good. fair. Yeah, if anything, you're honest. That's for sure. And uh, my kids we, ripped the heads off these bobbleheads like it's nothing. Yeah, that's uh. Poor Tiger's fingers missing here. I, I have an Allen Iverson that's got one arm somewhere in the house. This, yeah, this yeah, Tiger's broken. leg is broken. Oh, jeez. Oh, Maybe appropriate. Yeah, no, that's right. Good point. Yeah, good point. Oh, um, man. So, Jordan, there's a lot to talk about, man. It's 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 Dude. like a mesh unit, the, uh, the Giants here. Let's start with the yeah. biggie here, okay? Mm-hmm. So – Dodged a massive bullet last night, it feels like, with Kayvon Thibodeau. So what, what the report is, three to four, correct me if I'm wrong, three to four yeah. weeks, no, sprained MCL, but structure-wise, ACL is good to go. They, they think maybe even oh, uh, season opener, is that correct? Yeah, they think they dodged the bullet. I mean, let's be honest. If you're looking at a sprained MCL in three to four weeks, the opener's in 20 days to rush your first-round yeah. pick, the fifth overall yeah. pick back, to me, doesn't make much sense, so... The likelihood that he does miss this sometimes seems very high to me. And if not, I'll definitely I'll probably I'll be questioning that. I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Like if a, if your rookie who you're investing so much in has to miss a game or two to start their career, that, that's fine. You you know, give him that extra time to to sort of rush that and and you know, really cut it close doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So, but the fact that He's stable, and it's not anything serious. I mean, if you watched it, you're like, wow, that looked ugly. Yeah. It was one of those that just – it looked ugly. It looked like his leg got caught underneath. Yep. Uh, You know, when somebody dove at him low. Uh, It's a legal play in the NFL. Nobody ever likes it. Uh, And uh, it's actually a questionable play, too, in in this regard, because I spoke to Chris Snee, former Giants offensive lineman, and he told me he cut blocked once in his career in the preseason. And it was on Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis, he said, reamed him out. And then after the game, came up to him and explained why you don't cut block in the preseason. Yeah, I've seen a lot of debates from former players, Jordan, who have gone at it today. Like, I've noticed, like, I because Warren Sapp initially – I think threw it out there. And then a bunch of people jumped on Sap and said, no, this is a clean play. Well, Sap thought it was dirty, by the way. It's a, a legal of, play. It's legal. It yeah, legal. it was Thaddeus oh, yeah. Moss, who's, who's Randy's son, who's a it tight is. end for the Bengals. Yep. But th- yeah, it's it's the whole, it's legal, 
but it's a preseason game. What are we really kind of doing here? Sort of mindset right. from a lot of people. Yeah. It's so, so it's like one of those unwritten baseball rules that right. we see all the time. Well, you don't really cut black at a cut block at a guy's leg coming from the side in the preseason. In the regular season, sure. Yeah. But in the preseason, not right. so much. Hey Jordan, but I watched. I watched that's the, the first problem when you have the fifth overall pick playing against guys that are trying yep. to make the roster. Yep. He's doing what the coaches ask. He's going to do it because he's trying to make the roster. He's right. not the first round. But I, I, if I remember right, I don't think he actually ended up getting drafted, Moss's son. Uh, you're so correct. He, and he's, he's, he's kind of bounced around a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So he's sure. trying to just make a team, not like Kayvon Thibodeau, who's just trying to get ready for the regular season. Right. Yep. Jordan, right Jordan when, I, when I saw that play happen, the first thing I, I, I said coming to mind was Kayvon's got to learn to get lower. You know, it wasn't like he was blindsided. He saw the guy coming. And sure enough, the broadcaster said the same thing. That's yeah. a learning tool for me. If he survives this, because you're right, I initially thought he – I said, man, the way his knee bent to the side, I'm thinking ACL, MCL. I said, he's going to be – he may be done for a year and a half yep. trying to come back from this. But that's a – that's a, if he only misses three to four weeks, that's a great learning tool for him in terms of protect yourself. You saw the yeah. guy come. You got to get low, man. I know you're a big man, but you got to get low either with your hands or with your, with your body to brace for an impact like that, man, because cleats don't give in his turf like they used to. Nope. Giants turf has gotten a lot of criticism, too. I mean, it's hard to just to really nail down if it's a problem or not, but there have been guys right. who have complained about it. But the, really, what I when I was talking to people about it, what he did wrong there, apparently, was you don't stop your feet. No. Once no. you're stopped, then you're just a sitting duck, and that's kind of what happened there. You either got to go or go maneuver around. Don't, you know, just sit down and keep your feet not moving. That's how you end up in a vulnerable position, which he did there. But, yeah, like you said, you, you just have to feel fortunate after that. You know, I thought it was a real boss move, though. When So he looks down. It looks awful. He's on the ground. The card comes out really quick. He gets up and bolts past the cart, which I thought was awesome. Like, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I thought for sure he was getting on the cart. First, I thought they were going to lift him on the cart. Right. Then he gets up. I thought he was going to limp on the cart. And then he just goes right past the cart. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. boss move right there. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it turned out a lot better than you thought it was. No going. doubt. I, I saw the video also from the tunnel. He's walking past you guys down in the tunnel, and I hear yeah. people ask him, how you doing? It kind of blew you guys up. Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm doing fine. I'm doing all right. You know, wow. he didn't want to talk about it. But they got like, no videos, no videos, no cat, no no pictures. Yeah, what's like, up with that? What are we doing what's here? With, yeah, right. What's up with that? I work no for pictures. a TV station, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no pictures. Seriously. That's funny. That's funny. Um, you know, take the, hey, take the picture like this, Joy. Yeah, yeah, I'll get back to you in a minute. Okay, no pictures? Yeah. What what did you say? No pick. What? As you I actually did not. I did not actually did not hear it until I actually saw it on the video that I put out, and I was like, "Oh, whoops!" So you're you're the one who did it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, but they do have some. That one aside, Jordan. Yeah. You know, Darian Beavers, and I know he you know wasn't a high pick, but he's out with an ACL and. Massive Seven or eleven draft picks are actually injured. Yes. Right yeah. So let, tell yeah. us about. I mean, Crazy. it sounds like offensive line and a lot of other spots. Man, they got some issues. Yeah. You know what I'll say. The fortunate part, if you're a Giants or the Giant fan, is for the most part. I mean, Darian Beavers was a promising looking player, mm-hmm. but he was, uh, you know, a backup linebacker. Marcus McKeithen was a, you know, another six round pick, I believe. He was a backup lineman. Like their major players. Their starters 
they're not serious long-term injuries. They're just a lot of guys that are sidelined. Uh, Kadarius Tony with a minor leg injury. Darius Slayton, minor leg injury. Uh, their left guard has a toe injury that puts him in jeopardy for the opener, too. Now Thibodeau's in that category. So you just have a lot of guys like that that are in like, okay, you know, they'll be back before the season, early in the season, in that range. But when you're talking about seven of your 11 draft picks, and I think I'm sure Brian Dable is thinking of this and going through it in his head, you know, he decided to have a light spring for guys in general. Uh, anybody who was kind of dealing with injury, they pretty much redshirted. Uh, they didn't do much. And now we're seeing all these injuries. He has to decide. They have to do the research. It's hard to sometimes pinpoint these things, but I'm sure in his head he's going through, well, is the amount of work we put in in the spring, did it kind of hurt us and set us back here because we have all these injuries or what? And I think it's something he's going to learn from and, and uh, you know, really study Usually coaches do it after the season. So, But in the meantime, this team, which was super thin in the first place, now has a ton of injuries, mm. which this this roster wouldn't and won't be able to overcome if that continues to be the case. Well, let, let me ask you then, um, yeah, and, and this is probably the two that you're always asked about, but how have, since we talked to you last a couple weeks, how have Daniel Jones and Saquon progressed? How are they looking right now? Well, they, uh, I think we reached a portion of the summer where Saquon's on ice. Okay. Right? The last two practices you saw, he took a few snaps here or there. Like, he did not play in the preseason game. He was the only healthy scratch. Mm. So, everyone else played. First team office, Daniel Jones was back there behind, uh, you know, the six-string center. Right. Uh, but Saquon Barkley wasn't. So they've and Brian Dable said it like he's gotten good reps this summer. We've, it was basically like we've seen enough. We're okay. good. Interesting. Like we feel good with him. This is his second year back from the ACL. He was looking good this summer. He looks explosive. He got game action the first time. He'll probably get maybe a little bit of work. They have a joint practice this week, and then hey, see you in the regular season. So hmm. he he's looking good. I would I'm optimistic on him, especially if we're talking. You know, I know people love it for fantasy purposes. Look at the, who the Giants have behind him. So if Saquon Barkley plays, and when he plays, the dude's going to have a monster workload. I mean, their backup yeah. running back is uh, uh, Breida, Matt Breida, Oof, who has a history of injuries, yeah. and, like, nothing else. So, I mean, he's going to play. I mean, he's going to get 80%, 90% of the snaps, no problem, every week. And the Giants are, are fully – they have no reason not to use him as much as possible, right? He's unsigned after this year. He's in the contract year. And Saquon, he wants to prove to everyone. So he's all for, you mm-hmm. know, putting up stats, getting having a big year, getting a lot of touches. So everyone's fully invested, it seems to me. So as long as you're healthy, get in there. You know, you're not coming out until the game's over. And, uh, it- and then Daniel Jones, you know, there's ups and downs with him, but He's completed 77% of his passes in the preseason. So he threw an interception yesterday. It really should have been caught. I think, you know, hit off the tight end's hands. Everybody said, uh, you know, I mean, the coach came out and flat out said, you know, he should have caught the ball. So right. I don't know, if, you know, how much we could blame it on him. 77% of your passes, it's, it's hard to nitpick that and be like, he hasn't been good. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Jordan, can you, you? I'm glad you brought up Saquon. 
uh, because I had read a story recently where he's got this proverbial chip on his shoulder. He's tired right. of talking about he's not the back that he used to be. Uh, what set him off about this? This has been a recurring thing, Gunner, and I had a okay. conversation with him about it. The fact that he – this is kind of the first time in his life, at least professional in college, because he was awesome at Penn State, right? He yep. has great, yep. incredible year. This is kind of the first time that he has all these doubters. So he's noticed, like, he – I think the first time he passed the comment, and there's, like, a 95% chance he was referring to me when he said this. <laughs> and he said, you know, the people who are on, on the other side of the table – they better make sure they stay on the other side of the table. You know, meaning like oh. if, you, if you've written stuff about him or written that he played poorly or wasn't the same back anymore. Yeah. So he th- And he sees all these things, and he admits that. He even admitted to me that while it's not his ultimate motivation, you know, he's not out to prove everyone wrong. Like, that's not why he's playing. But he's not shy. Like, I will use it as motivation. He even yeah. said he used to make up things when he when nobody even really you know critiqued him, just so he would have motivation. Like that he would he would make up doubters, and you know there's always guys like this. I mean, oh, Odell yeah. Beckham was like this. He did it all the time. The dude went to uh, you know LSU, Eli and Peyton's high school, was drafted 12th in the draft, and he used to always say that he was the, he was an underdog. I've been an underdog my whole life. <laughs> all right, what kind of underdog is that? I mean, you went to LSU and were the 12th pick. What? what what kind of underdogs is that? But that's how these guys operate. So Saquon's made comments probably like three or four times publicly already. And so you could tell. He want, he, he'll he take a little extra joy in proving people wrong. And I view this, and I, I've labeled it like, for him, this is the redemption season. There's no doubt about that. He's out to show everybody that he's still a great back. Uh, well, let me ask you about Dave. Oh, go ahead, Derek. Go ahead. How's he going to show he's a great back playing behind that offensive line? <laughs> you know what? I, I will give the offensive line this. I think this year's offensive line, if they have a strength, it's going to be in the run blocking. They might, they're might they not a great pass blocking unit, but yeah. I do actually think they'll be able to run the ball decently this team. So Ooh. he has that working in his favor. I don't know about Daniel Jones's life. That might be in jeopardy. But uh, <laughs> Saquon can at least stay healthy for a little bit. But that's really the question. It's not whether he's a good player. Can he stay on the field and stay healthy? He hasn't for three years now. Yeah, it's a big – and what's – even years. if he stays healthy, how how much is he still that just unbelievable impact player too, Jordan? Is, is how many guys play? do you know in this league that have, you know, not played or not played at a high level for two or three years and all of a sudden come back – and and because of injury right. I'm talking about. Yeah, and then right. come back and know now they're like a, what they were beforehand. Like Adrian yeah. Peterson is like – I was going to say that. Yep. yep. But, I was going to say that. But he's, I mean, it's not common. Now, maybe Saquon is a freak like that. I mean, if you look at him physically, he, he looks like Adonis, man. So mm-hmm. maybe, but the odds when we look at it as a whole in the NFL are probably against him getting back yeah. to that level. Well said. Well said. Let me, how different are things with Dable compared to what it was, you, you know, last year, the year before that with Judge? Is it, I know ultimately it comes out in the wash with wins and losses, but is it just a market difference from, difference from your standpoint? Like it's better organized, it's better run, et cetera. Or can you pick up on any of that right now or is it too early? I wouldn't say that Joe judge was very meticulous and, and he was all, he was on top of everything. He's a very smart guy. Yeah. And I, I think ultimately he would be, he'll, he could be a good coach in this league. 
Uh, maybe he's better even co- he's like a college type coach because he's he's very uh, you know the way he rah rah he coaches yeah not yeah. rah rah but man they coach hard yeah you know they mf guys left and right and like right. that when things start going bad then that doesn't play well with professionals mm-hmm. right when everything's new and fresh yeah sure that like, we love it we love hard coaching you know but it doesn't always play well with professionals now with the di- biggest difference you see with Dayball. Is that, and, and and I think it's with the offense specifically. Is they know that this is an offense that can work, and they have full confidence in him schematically to draw up plays and design an offense that's that we know can be successful. Right? There was doubts about Jason Garrett. I mean, Kenny Galladay basically said publicly he didn't care for Jason Garrett before he, last year even started. Like he had. You know, like like early last year, like dude was like four games into his Giants career, and he was completely done with with Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. Like, so that I don't know if they fully believed in that offense, and obviously that offense was outdated. Didn't even like no motion in today's NFL is like silly. They were like, oh look at this Dayball offense, look at all the motion. Like he's like a middle of the road motion guy in the NFL. Like when he was in Buffalo, so it's not like he's doing anything crazy, but that's where they were in regards to schematically I feel like offense they were just behind the curve so I think that's the biggest difference is that the these players and specifically those are their biggest highest paid players like the Saquons the uh Galladay's even I I know he's not paid a ton but like he's a first round pick and he thinks he's you know his you know what doesn't stink Kadarius Tony like these are the guys you got to keep happy and when they don't you go to the tank like they did last year Mm. Hey, Jordan, uh, I also read your article recently that you wrote about uh, Daniel Jones having surgery for a non-football neck injury. Uh, what exactly was the injury, and will it affect him moving forward, getting ready for the regular season? Yeah, no, it's more – that's the thing is it was very – they were very strong about this, at least, you know, on, off the record that okay, it wasn't an injury, that it's more like it was more a health thing. So, okay, I mean – I don't know exactly what it is, but we're talking about something on the skin. We're talking possibly likely thyroid, something, something like uh, that. Okay. So you're not talking anything that really like he did hurt his neck last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that was a completely different thing. Like if you hurt your neck, I think it was right, a disc right. thing. Like you're not going to have the surgery. It was like right here, like right okay. on your upper chest. Okay. And so he was very adamant. He didn't want to get into his personal health uh, stuff, but it was more a health related procedure than it was any, than it was injury for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so no, it should have no effect on him getting ready for the season. I will say there has been some little whispers earlier about his arm strength, maybe not being there, but I think that was at first, like, yeah, you're coming back from a procedure near your neck. I, I think that might be natural, but I haven't really seen that this summer. I mean, He's a big, strong guy. He looks like he's throwing a ball with plenty of velocity. I don't. I, I haven't seen that being something that was noticeable to me. Mm, hey, okay. Jordan, you, you brought up Tony, and, and I'm curious about him, and I'm curious about Galladay, who really had an awful year last year after sign, all that money that he signed for. What's your sense with these guys now? Happy campers will bounce back, or just not sure what's going on with those two it, you know, as a fit in New York? I mean, with Tony, it's like, there's always something with this guy. When is he going to be on the field? Now, if he's on the field and he's playing and he's healthy and there's nothing going on, like I'm, I feel pretty good. He's going to be, he's a really good player, mm-hmm. like really good. 
Like I had a coach, one of the, on the former staff, tell me he thought he could be like one of the best wide receivers in the league, like literally in the same category as like Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, like those kind of guys. Like that's how mm-hmm. talented he is. But uh, there's always something. He had something in the spring. He had a knee procedure in the spring. Now he's been sidelined again. He grabbed at his hamstring in a practice. So uh, I, I, it's somewhere, something like that in his leg, the same leg he had surgery on. So I'm worried about whether he can play. If he plays, I feel good that he, he'll be a difference-making type player. Galladay, when you watch him run, it just concerns you. you know, he like, can't get separation. You look at him and you're like, man – is he still struggling with an injury? Like at times he's getting stretched out. He missed the spring as well. Yeah, there's just – there's really just no – I don't know. Not only the separation, but he just looks so tight. Mm. Like he just looks like when you get older, you know, and stiffer. Like that's what it looks like. And so, we, you know, we were talking before about guys that like miss multiple years basically. Yep. Well, he hasn't really done anything. He hasn't been healthy the last two years. So now the last time he's been good was now three years ago. So like, and he was never a big explosion guy. Like, if he was, you know, started getting these injuries, losing even a little bit, and he was never a big explosion guy, it really worries me about mm-hmm. whether what they can really get out of him at all. He was on the field yesterday, twenty-one of the twenty-four snaps with Daniel Jones. That's Zero. the number of targets he saw. That's unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. David Sills and uh, Colin Johnson are getting passes, and they're in rhythm, and they're getting open for Daniel Jones and Kenny Galloway is just out there. Yeah, bad side. And he I'm, was, I'm really concerned about him more so than I would say I would be about yeah, Tony. And he, he was a big complainer last year, too, on, on top of everything else. Man. Well, he yeah. wasn't a big fan of Jason Garrett. Yeah, okay. he, he wasn't. That's for sure. I give him credit. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't throw it under the mat. He just – he'll say whatever's on his mind. Yeah, it's good for you. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, I like Kenny Galloway. Hey, 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 Jordan, <laughs> as, you, as you sit here today – are you more pessimistic or optimistic about this Giants team for this season? I'm probably about the same that I was heading into it. Like, you know, six, seven wins. If they okay. get to eight or nine, it'd be an amazing season for this group. I mean, this is a team that won four games last year. Granted, they yep. played with no quarterback for the last six games and right. couldn't score at all. But uh, – they're super thin. I'm worried about any kind of injuries. Like, yeah, everything, if everybody stayed healthy, like they're starting units and, you know, and everything was rosy and peachy, which is like impossible in the NFL. We know that does not happen. But yeah, they can win eight, nine games and, you know, really make a big, that'd be a big jump for them. That doubled their win total last year, eight wins, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, but can they really stay healthy? I don't know. Uh, I have. It doesn't seem realistic, and I'm really worried about their depth at a lot of positions. I mean, the whole entire secondary, uh, the defensive front, the middle line, the inside linebackers, the uh, the tight ends are. I mean, you couldn't even name a tight end playing for the Giants today. <laughs> uh, the quarter, even quarter uh, quarterback. I guess I got Tyra Taylor now, but running back as a back running back. I mean, just so thin at all these spots the offensive line every spot so like what happens any of those guys get injured like i worry they don't have a starting caliber player even for like a four game stretch at most of those positions wow 
Jordan, good stuff, man. Good stuff as always. Thanks for hanging out with us. We we love following you on Twitter at Jordan Raynon. Of course, your work on ESPN and ESPN.com. Uh, keep it up, man. Hopefully, we get a chance to talk to you soon, Jordan. We really do appreciate a couple. Of you minutes. got it, man. Hey, Anytime. Hey, hey, before yeah. you go, mark this da- mark this time down and this day. Okay. Tyrod Tyrod Taylor will be your starting quarterback before the season is over, and the Giants yeah. will play better with Tyrod a quarterback than Daniel Jones. Mark it down. I mean, I I I think uh, the odds are on Tyrod Taylor being the starter at some point this season. It's just a matter. I think most people just argue when. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Jordan. Love talking to you, brother. All right, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. So, Gunnar, let's keep going here and jump around the league a little bit uh, with the NFL talk. So, they expect, do the Bucs, Brady back this week. Okay? Yeah. Supposed to be in practice today. It's been this weird odyssey of wherever he's been. Nobody quite knows exactly what's going on there. However, they lost another offensive lineman. Yep. Aaron Stinney goes down, who yep. was basically their starting guard. Yep. They're down four guys. Is it four or Le- three? Well, it's it, – it's. They, I yeah, thought it, it was three. They lost one to retirement, two went to Cincinnati, and now this guy. Oh, okay. Now, they're saying Jensen is out indefinitely. That's yeah. not – yeah, for the whole year. Yeah, they're saying he could come back. But still, he's going to lose a significant portion of the season. I'm telling you, man. Who's blocking I, I, for Brady? That's the thing. It's Brady, and every time you have this conversation, people are like, dude, it's Brady. I know it's Brady, but still, he's human. And if he's getting pressure, especially on the inside with your center and your guards, and he can't he can't even get the ball out in two seconds. Dude, I, I, I'm telling you, I don't care who's blocking for Brady. That man will still have 4,500 yards passing <laughs> and will still throw for a minimum 33 touchdowns this year. Yeah, I hear you. I I'm hear telling you, you Rob. I, I agree with you. Most quarterbacks, you lose that kind of talent up front in one season. It's devastating to your quarterback. Yeah. This man at 45 years old will still be in the top three in passing this year. I would not surprise me one bit. <sighs> yeah, I, I hear you. I, I But I, it's just something to keep your eye on at least because the their line is really in shambles, man. And, and you know, he's got a little rust on him. We'll see how oh, that works goodness. out. Yeah. Um, I know you wanted to talk about this because I, I I looked him after you mentioned it. I I right, looked right. at what he's been doing. Cowboys may have found I hate to say it have may have found a gem in the return game. Give me give me a little because you have all the background Dude, on this guy too. This 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 story is unbelievable. So I'm watching. You know I told you I tape a lot of games. So I'm watching yeah. this Dallas game, and I see this kid I never heard of him before. He takes a kickoff back for a touchdown, and when he hit the hole, first of all the blocking was perfect up front to open the hole for him. Mm-hmm. He hit this hole. There was nobody on the planet that's going to catch this kid. So then I'm watching further, and all of a sudden he takes a punt. And he takes the punt. First of all, most guys would have called a fair catch. Right. Not this kid. He takes the punt with a, with a would-be tackler right in front of him. He makes one hesitation move, makes him miss. His change of direction and his acceleration, I'm sitting up, made me sit up on my chair like this. Oh, oh. Wow, wow. that impressive. Oh. Okay. And then I'm thinking, but who is this kid? So then I find out a little bit more about him. Kid's name, uh, uh, Devontae Turpin. Mm-hmm. 5'9", 153-pounds, soaking wet. That is skinny for that lead. That's that's like punter, kicker yeah. kind of weight. I don't even know any punters or kickers 153 pounds Jeez, in the NFL. Man. Okay. The dude's 26 years old. Now, he went drafted, uh, undrafted out of college, didn't stick with anybody. The next John Gruden. 
he wanted yeah. to keep his his he he tried his best to keep his his football dream alive. This kid, he was the MVP this spring of the USFL. Okay. Now, prior to that, he played in the Indoor Fan Control League, whatever the heck that is. He played in the Spring League, and he played in the European League. Dallas signed him on July 28th out of necessity. They just needed a body. Uh, heard this kid could, uh, you know, return. They put him back there. Now he's becoming a talking down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in, in two games as a receiver, he's had three catches for 19 yards in two games. So he hasn't shown much in, in, in the passing game yet. But – the return game is huge, especially punt return game is huge. Yeah, we if know this that kid, here. If this yeah. kid turns out to be legit, he could be the next Devin Hester, Dante Hall. This, his ability to stop and start on a dime is sick. And that's the last team I wanted to see get any type of electric player is the Dallas Cowboys. But has the ability, if they can keep him upright, if he takes one good shot, you know they may they may fracture every rib in his body if one of these one of these guys get him catch him just right. Yeah, but right. if he stays healthy, dude, this kid has the potential to be lethal in a return game. All right, interesting name to keep your eye on. That's for sure. Uh, we have a game tonight. We have the Falcons and the Jets playing tonight to uh, to cap off this uh, the second preseason week uh, altogether. Um, you know, other than that, Derek, there's the, that was a really uh, some interesting matchups. And I know not all the starters are playing and all that kind of stuff. Right. But, you know, you, you're keeping your eye on on everything. Uh, and I'll watch because I'm sick. I'm I will watch, too. So watch. week 11, we're, we're up to week 11, believe it or not. Oh. Um, going through each week of the NFL season, and we're at week 11 now. So let, let's uh, let's dig into this one. Um, we have the you'll you'll like this. The Titans and the Packers. Pretty good, right? Not bad. Not a bad little matchup, right there. I know, I know. You're 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 excited uh, for your boys, but that's uh that's the the. There's a lot of marquee games, but that's certainly one that that stands out. That's Thursday night. Okay. Now, aside from that, there's a bunch of others. So let me give you give me the rest of the uh, the best of the rest. Uh, you have the Eagles and the Colts, which is a good one. Frank Reich good taking game. on the uh, the Eagles. Nick Foles, who we'll get yeah. into in a second, as well. Uh, Rams Saints, pretty good one right there. Broncos Packers, or I'm sorry, Raiders Broncos, very yep. good one right oh, there. Yes. Chiefs Chargers, very good one. Wait, uh, I, Cal- thought it was a, I thought it was a, oh, it's a Ram and the Saints. Okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Rams and Saints, yeah. Uh, Chiefs Packers, uh, yes. Raiders Broncos, Chiefs Chargers, uh, Cowboys Vikings, yep, as well. Uh, Bengals Steelers. 49ers Cardinals. Sure. I mean, this is these are some serious heavyweight matchups here, man. Chief um, Chargers. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, Sunday night is Bengals Steelers. Monday night is 49ers Cardinals. Your your 415 primetime games are the Chiefs and the Chargers and Dallas and Minnesota. And at four o'clock, it is the it is the Raiders and the Broncos. So that's that's how you're capping off the weekend. You get a great Thursday wow. night with the Titans and the Packers. That is nasty, man. Hey, you didn't even mention Carolina against Baltimore. I think that's gonna be, that could be an interesting game. Very you well, know, could be a good Baker game. Mayfield yeah. and Lamar Jackson on the same field. I think that yeah. could be an interesting game, man. I agree. I agree. Carolina Ooh, could vault man. a very interesting category. Yeah. Now, now, when it comes to Dallas and Minnesota, I wish they both would lose. 
obviously that can't be the case at the end of the tie. Yes. I wish they both could get L's in those games because I hate yeah. both of them. Uh-huh. But such is not the case. I hear you. I'll be, I will be rooting for the Vikings in that game. And I know why you're not, what? but I, I would. What? What? The lesser of two evils. You're There's never a circumstance where I'm rooting for the Cowboys. Okay. Never. Rob, our, ri- our, our friendship will never be the same. <laughs> it's over. Just all, that's all it took. I didn't um, say it's over, but I'm saying it'll never be the same. It'll never be the same. Understood. Understood. All right. So um, this is an interesting story from Peter King, I thought, in his uh, football morning in America column, which is, if you get a chance to read it, it's excellent. He does a great job with it. Right. right. Um, he threw a little tidbit that Frank Reich kind of volunteered. Like um, Reich was talking about having Nick Foles with him now in Indianapolis and, you know, how surprised, not surprised, how, how encouraged he was by how strong Foles arm is basically was, was part of the conversation. He said, look, I had this guy in 17 and you, you know, not a lot of people knew that he was playing through an elbow injury and his elbow was sore the entire season, including that postseason run, which, you know, NFC championship game against the Vikings, Super Bowl against the Patriots. Foles is playing with a bad elbow, Gunner, and he still did what he did. Dude, let me tell you something. Kudos to the, to the Eagles training staff for keeping him <clears throat> well oiled, like a well oiled machine, and keeping that thing loosened up. If they, because you know how an elbow injury can affect a, a passer, you know, especially not just throwing a straight pass when you got to throw the out routes across your body, throwing on a run, that thing can start, you know, you know, agonizing a little bit. So we, I mean, obviously we don't know to what severity this elbow injury was affecting Nick, but the fact that the training staff kept him going, man, that, that even in, enhances the legend of Nick Foles in Philadelphia in 2017. Yeah, I know, man. That is like, that is just music to Eagles fans ears. Anything good you can, you can sprinkle on them from Nick Foles, man, forget it. They just, uh, they will just go crazy. All right. So let's do this. Let's get a quickie in here and we'll come back and we will roll into the final segment, bunch of other stuff to get into that we will dive into when we return, including uh, a little Phillies news on something that will be happening next year for them. Uh, another pretty significant injury around the NFL, which we'll touch on some interesting birthdays and boobies as well. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis on this Monday uh, on Jacob sports uh, network. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Disappears. 
Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Final segment of the show. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Guy Barrett out with a tooth issue. He should be back tomorrow, barring any kind of setbacks. All right, Derek, so a couple things. Matt Corral out for the season yeah. with a Liz Frank. Uh, he was going to be the third stringer, but it was a you know kind of a redshirt year for him to learn. Might have been second. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm not a big May, uh, Darnold guy, so he could have been second. You're right. Either way, he likely would have just kind of sat and learned, and it would have been good. Not that he still can't do that now with the injury, right, right. but – He's going to have to come back from that. So that's uh, that's too bad. You hate to see that kind of stuff, man. So he's done for the season. Yeah, a lot of people were high on him. You know, what he went in the third round, I believe it was. A lot yeah. of people projected him to go higher. Um, you know, a lot of buzz in Carolina trying to find out what he is. I mean, so people down there are so out of love with Sam Darnold. They're grasping for anything in terms of a, a, a hope for the future. Yeah. Well, they got it. They got it temporarily in the form of Baker Mayfield. A lot of people felt this kid could be the next one. You know, especially in a Matt Rule offense, uh, but unfortunately, you won't get to see him uh, again this year. Those Liz Frank injuries, man, those things are terrible, dude. Um, man, you know, you I remember Deuce Staley and, and, yes. and the work he had to put in to come back. And this is years ago, like more than twenty years ago, but it was tough, man. Oh, no question. I mean, technology is better in terms of getting these guys back in back on the field, but still. You just don't know, man. They feel good one day, and all of a sudden you have a relapse the next day. They're real tricky injuries. You know, when you're talking about the foot in particular, especially with bones being broken or out of displaced, yeah. it's not good. It ain't good. Uh, so he's out uh, likely. Or it's, he's done for the season. That that's uh, that much is official. Hey, f- interesting Philly story. Um, they will play next year in the Williamsport Classic, the Little League World Series Williamsport Classic. Up in Williamsport, PA, you, the game last night was the uh, the Orioles and the Red Sox. They played there last night as the Little League World Series goes on. Uh, mm-hmm. But they'll be playing against the Nats there August 20th of next year. Kind of cool, man. Kind of neat. They, I it think is. they've done it before. It'll be the second time, I think. So good for them. With the firepower of the Phillies having that roster, they should be swatting balls out of that park left and right. Yeah. You know, um, can they pick a better opponent than the Nationals, though? I mean, really? Is you it, got a major league team playing a triple A team? Come on, man! I don't. I, did they try and do it like 
geographically come on, come on, man. Really? in the east? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not really sure exactly. I mean, you could have got the if you if you want to do it geographically, you gotta got the Yankees, the Mets. Yeah, I mean, to make it more interesting, draw more or interest. The Orioles again. Yeah, no, the I, Orioles. I hear. I hear you. you. Know, uh, the, resurgence, the, the resurgent Oriole. No, not the Pirates. That's worse than the Nationals. They're not the Pirates. Dude. I tell you what, man. Give the Orioles credit. What a turnaround for them. You, dude, I mean, they're they're dude. fighting. They're in the wild card discussion yes. in the AL. Yes. Amazing. Dude, what a great story that is, man. Yeah. Considering how down that organization has been for Oof. years. Really cool. Uh, after being so great in the 70s. Um, you know, they've been like Death Valley for baseball. And now, I mean, they were down this year, and all of a sudden the light switch went on. And you're right. They're right in the thick of that playoff race now. And still one of my all-time favorite places to go to watch a game. I, Camden Yards, man, is just yeah. awesome. Yeah. Just awesome. Well, just um, seafood, seafood on the waterfront is worth the trip. Oh, man. I That's love right. It. You don't eat seafood. No, so. but I, I – no, no. I, I love – just going or walking around down there is just so much fun. I like, I'm a big fan of that Baltimore area right there where the, yeah, but don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake of walking two or three blocks the wrong way, brother. Cause you have that whole area right there. You have the waterfront, you have the Raven stadium, you have Baltimore Mm -hmm. stadium. Dude, it's so weird. You walk two blocks the wrong way. All of a sudden it's like you're in Beirut. I'm like, yeah, it can can get, you gotta be careful. You do. You gotta have your head, head on straight. You gotta know where you're going. I agree with you. I agree with you. The Inner Harbor is sweet, though, but I, I got you. Yeah. Believe me, I yeah. got you. Uh, did you see Did you see Dave Spadaro was doing a stand-up yesterday during the game, the, the TV yeah. telecast of it? Oh, the Philly. This uh, line, the it was like, an, it was like yeah. a linesman, or line judge comes like like walking over, and Dave just, just sticks the arm out. Nah, I don't think so, dude. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And just kind of push. And the dude was like, what are you talking about? And then Big Dom, who's the Eagles head of security, was like, yeah. looked at the guy like, come on, man. Like, you see the freaking camera there. What are you doing? It was, dude, I, give, I, I can't tell I you. I give Spuds I mean, credit. Dude, I oh. can't tell you how many times I had to do that doing live shots on the field, whether it's on yeah. the field or outside the locker room. Yep. And every now and then you get the guy who's like some some guy who had a who got a special credential to get downstairs. Right. They walk past you, then they'll stop, and they'll see you interviewing somebody. And then they'll just walk in and kind of stick their head to see if they can get on camera. And they don't see me. I'm pushing the face out of camera and doing this, like, get out of my mm-hmm. shot. Get out of mm-hmm. my shot now. Yeah. And then my cameraman, you know, will step away from the camera dude. Like, what are you doing? You know? Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've had to put my hand out and stiff arm somebody about to walk in front of your shot or didn't see them. And they walk right across your shot. And they realize they did look back at you. Oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Most of them are apologetic when it happens because they're not even thinking about it. No, but and I don't mean I don't mean the ones who are oblivious to it, but the ones oh, who yeah. know they're doing. Like you're an adult. What are you doing, man? Like, oh, oh look, oh, I got on camera. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh, dude, I've had, oh I've used the Heisman. Uh, kudos to Spadero, man. He, he kept talking. going. He was smooth. That's, right. that's yeah. right. Yeah, he did a nice job. Uh, that's for sure. All right, so let's jump into some birthdays and some movies. It's a it's a pretty solid birthday day today. Um. Let's start with the big tuna here. Bill Parcells, 81 yeah. years yeah. young for Bill Parcells, multi-Super Bowl champion. Uh, took the Patriots to one as well. Uh, just an amazing career. Spawned a lot of really quality assistant coaches, including Bill Belichick. So, uh, you know, Parcells left a real imprint on the game. That's for sure. I can't believe he's 81 already. I know. Wow. I know, man. He and he was young. Like he took the Giants gig over in like eighty one ish. I want to say like forty yeah. years ago. He was a relatively amazing. young dude at the time. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. You know, yeah. He was a, a no nonsense coach. I don't think a yeah. lot of these young players today can play for Bill Parcells. But he would not go I'll over well what. today. He would not. No. He was in the right era. He was in the right era. 
Yeah. Dude, that, uh, that Giants defense he had back in the heyday with Lawrence Taylor, my goodness. Oh, my God. I mean, bat, Carl, bat, we could go on and on. Carl, and on bat, some oh players on that side of the ball. Just, just unbelievable. Uh, I threw this in there for you. Just Uh-oh. for you. Here we go. Here we go. Paul Molitor is 66, former Brewer, former a lot of teams, but he Big was nighter. a Brewer. And I, I, I'm giving you a little love. Paul Molitor is 66 go. years old. Okay. Great. Don't say I don't take care of you. All That's right? right. I can't believe he's 60. 60 what? 66. 66? My man can break. Let me he tell you that dude, he could hit and feel. That dude yeah. was he was the complete ball player, man. I got to cover Paul Molitor when he was with the Brewers, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the Harvey Wallbanger team, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. Robin Yell, Paul Molitor, Cecil Cooper, uh, Cecil Cooper, Ben, ben Ogilvy, Ogilvy. Yeah. George Gore, you know, George uh, uh, Gorman, Gorman Thomas, Gorman Thomas. Uh, yeah. You had Ted Simmons behind the plate. Yep. Raleigh Fingers oh, yeah. closing. Raleigh yeah. Fingers, dude. You know, yeah, yeah. You had Charlie Vukovic, oh, yeah. Vukovic, the, the pitcher, dude. Pete they Vukovic. They were yeah. back in the day. They were considered one of the ugliest teams they ever played. Yeah, they not yeah. not real uh, model. Grizzly, no, yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Uh, let's hit a couple others here. Uh, uh, Cindy Williams. You may not know the name. More Milwaukee love, baby. Laverne and Shirley. You see what I did That's there? Right. I I That's gave right. you a double. Yeah, Cindy I appreciate Williams. You. Laverne, or she was Cindy. I mean, she was Shirley. Shirley, she not was Shirley. Laverne. Yeah. Laverne passed. That was Penny Marshall. Uh, Seventy-five years old. Ty Burrell from uh, Modern Family. Who yeah. is hilarious? That guy is really funny, dude, man. Dude, I can watch that show anytime. The whole cast is hilarious. They're man. all they they did an amazing job casting that show. I agree with you. They did. He's uh he's 55. Uh Dua Lipa, the singer, is 27 yeah. years young. Okay. Dua. LaMelo Ball is 21. He's only, the, uh, 21? he's only 21. Jeez. I know. I know. Uh Kristen Wig, who is from one of our favorite movies, Bridesmaids, is uh 49. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. James Corden is 44. Yep. The late night talk show host, British uh, individual. Valerie Harper, who was, uh, who has left us. She was born in 1939. Yeah. She played Rhoda on the yep. uh, TV show and Mary Tyler. Love that show also. Yeah. Some athletes now, Adam Thielen uh, from the Vikings. Sorry. I had to bring up a Viking here, but I got to do it. He's did. 32. Carl Yastrzemski is 83 years young. Yes. Wow. Former uh, Red Sox. Yep. Uh, Norman Schwarzkopf, the former general. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Born in 1934. He's, he has uh, since left us. Rudy Rudinger of, of Rudy fame. Rudy is 74 years young. Good old Rudy. 74. Rudy, 74, man. Oh, yeah. man. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I, that's all the movies. You got any birthdays? Then we'll dig into movies. Did I miss James, any? James DeBarge from the, from the family. Elder DeBarge. Elder DeBarge, yep. And okay. more Wisconsin love, baby. Randall Cobb's birthday today. Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers' favorite. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he 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 champ he campaigned for him. He uh he championed him, and he is back. He was back last back. year. Back okay. in the fold. Yep. All right, Absolutely. that's good. Now I wasn't all that impressed with the movies that were released on this date, but you got a couple right. that you that you dig. So tell me where you at. Oh, 1997, GI Jane with Demi Moore. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, she yeah. shaved her head. Look at look at Rob's face. Oh yeah, not gutter that you mentioned it. Yeah, uh, she I mean, was uh, great role. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, I, I I applaud the fact that first of all, if I'm a woman, I have long flowing hair. I'm not shaving my hair for a movie role. Pass. I'm not doing it. That takes I, guts. Yeah, she I, that takes guts. Like she would, and that you know, obviously she was she's a, a 
an established pretty woman. You know, Wait, no what, doubt, what are you yeah. trying to say? What, what did you want to say? I'm saying she could pull <laughs> off the shaved head where some women may not want to expose everything that's going on there facially. Right. Right. Oh right. yeah. You know. Okay. But yeah, but great, great actress, uh, a great role for her. And uh, from what I understand, a very demanding role because she, she had to get into shape to do that role. You know, and she went through a lot of grueling physical stuff, uh, train a train out trainer, yep. training sessions, workouts to get ready for that role. Yeah. So another one, 1997, yes. uh, The Mimic. Did you ever see that one? I never saw that. Now, who said that again? Oh, hold up, hold up. I got to pull this up. The Mimic, you never, you got to see this one. Now, uh-huh. James Bro- Brolin, I mean, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's a good, really good actor. Yeah. yeah, Mira Sorvino. I like Mira Sorvino, yeah. Uh, F. Murray Abraham. He's a, he's a good actor, been around a long time. Charles Dutton. Charles Dutton, rock. Yep. And uh, Jeremy Northam. And it's about these scientists uh, created these genetically engineered insects, and all of a sudden they 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 grow in half human, half insect, and go on a you know a rampage. You got to see the movie. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys, I, I can't give away too much, Rob. But <laughs> all right, it's, all a, right. it's a good sci-fi movie. Okay, okay. You come on, Rob. You got to know these things, man. It's all you got. Birthdays, man. Huh? You mean we're movie? a little light birthday uh, today? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll always know what you did last summer. Which was the follow-up, uh, the sequel to "I Know What You Did Last," which was really yeah. good. I enjoyed that. that. One, yeah. yeah, yeah. My my boss's daughter, night in two thousand three. That was that movie who was hilarious, dude. I mean, Ashton Kutcher. Tell me you yeah. saw that. I had you, seen you that had one. to see that one. I did. Ashton Kutcher, Taryn Reed, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Taryn Stamp was in that one. Yes. Michael Madsen. That was that movie was funny. I do uh, like that movie. I, I I'm I concur with that one. I see, so right. I came up with a few. There you go. Good, good work out of you. Now I have a question I, I meant to get to earlier about the Eagles that I didn't get to, and we have a little bit of time. Right. So let's right. dig into it. Okay. There's a lot of talk about Kareem Hunt potentially coming to the Eagles that he, we know he wants out. We know he's not happy with his contract situation. Um, a, would you want him? B, do you think the Eagles would, would pull the trigger on that kind of move? A, Yes. You put Kareem Hunt behind that offensive line, thousand yard rusher, easy. He's your workhorse, easy. Okay. Okay. B, Cleveland has already said they're not trading him. So that's out the window. You know, he has two options. He can either sit and pout or he can play under his existing deal unless the Browns decide to give him more money, which I don't think they'll do. Um, I think he's a great talent. Um, he's uh, with Nick Chubb, one of the best, the, the, arguably the best one two running punch in the NFL. If you could get a Kareem Hunt in your backfield, absolutely. But I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, like I, I think I said this to you and, and Barrett last week, Derek. I'm not sure if I'm Cleveland, and I know that I don't have Deshaun Watson for 11 weeks, that I'm not I, – I want every resource I could have at the running game to yeah. take the heat off of Jacoby Brissett. I'm yeah, counting absolutely. those guys. Absolutely. You were the fourth. You were the number four rushing team in the NFL last year. You averaged over 145 yards a game. Your running game is going to have to be even more viable this year than last year because you have Jacoby Brissett or Joshua Dobbs as your quarterback situation. Uh, I'm not trading you. I'm sorry. I understand your feelings are hurt right now, but uh, you're under contract. You have two options. You either pay, you either play, or you don't get paid. And if you sit, mm-hmm. we'll just wait until the waiver wire is hit next week. We'll go out and get us another back to run behind our offensive line. That's it. I'm not giving up Kareem Hunt. There's no way I'm giving him up, especially when I'm trying to win as many games as I can until Sean Watson gets back. All right. So that said, if, if it's not Kareem Hunt, 
do you think they will make a move for a running back? I think I think Howie Roseman will scour the countryside looking for a running back. Um, I think this this Miles Sanders uh, hamstring issue could be a red flag. I mean, a lot of players have hamstring injuries right now in training camp, but I think as a precautionary measure, they may have to go out and get another running back. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be a high price running back. Whoever they get, a veteran or whoever it may be, it's going to be one of these above league minimum, especially a back who's desperate enough to just want to get back in the league. You don't have to have a top tier back to run behind this offensive line. You just have to have an accomplished back who has a, a certain pedigree in this league. And there's going to be plenty of running backs out there. Heck, there's still running backs sitting out there on the open market in free agency. A lot of names yeah. out there they can pick from if they want. So I think they will sit back and thoroughly look at that running back situation. And if Huntley is not the guy they're looking for at number four, they will go out and get another back. Yeah, I'm with you. I like I think they're yeah. I think they're an aggressive Howie's always aggressive. Howie has seen the the merit of having, you know, where the whether it's Jay Ajayi, I know he traded for him in season, but having those kind of guys always it feels like, you know, Jordan Howard's been there. So you, you know, as as an emergency, you could always grab him. They see the value in that. And they know they're a little right. bit smaller there. I, I but and these two might cross, you know, they might coincide here. But I think the biggest issue right now is getting a return man in here. I, I think that's got to be priority one. You know, I, 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 I agree with 100%. Yeah. Like I, I look at running back and I say, yeah, it's, you know, you, would you like to have a little bit more depth there and some size for sure? But for me, there's no question that it's, it, it's got to be a return. And, and that's kick and punt. You know, and and if that's the case, that may spell the end of, of Rager, if that's the case, if that's the move that they make. You know, Jeremiah Butler mentioned um, um, Corey Cl- Clement. Clement. What's it? He was cut Clement. by – yeah, he was he, cut, he, by, he cut Dallas. by Dallas. But he was with the Giants. Uh, the Giants had him. I don't know if he's still on uh, the Giants roster he, or not. Yeah, he, he was, he's, free, he's free now. He's a free agent now. He's a total okay. free agent. So okay. he would so be he an might, option. He might be an option as well. You know, yeah, possibly. Um, I don't if they want to go back down that road. Maybe. Lo- local kid, you know, yeah. won't cost him a lot of money. League minimum for him is like right around a million, maybe. Right. You know, he he, you know, he's one of those backs desperate enough, just wants to get back in the league, stay relevant. Yeah. You know, he would he sense. could be a viable option. All right. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for today, man. It was fun, Gunner. Uh and, and again, our, our guy Barrett will be back tomorrow. So we'll have the uh the 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 threesome back in place in three hours of power. We will do it tomorrow. I want to thank our producer, Xander Krause. Xander will, Bear, will, Bear, will, hey, will Bear be talking to us like this, or will he be fully healed? So, You know, Ice Pack maybe. I don't know. We'll see how he is. Uh, but I, knowing him, he's a tough dude. He'll be he'll be raring to go. Yeah. I think yeah, so. what, I'm going to get on and say, man, don't ever send me another picture like you sent today. Man, that scarred me for life, man. He's, Mouth yeah. wide open, looking at a gaping hole in his mouth. No, man, I'm scarred, man. I yeah, don't want to see good. that. I'm good. Thanks Nobody to everybody. Yeah, I'm with you. Thanks, everybody, in the chat section. We appreciate you. Everybody listening, everybody streaming. Hit the like button. Tell a friend. Uh, don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio is on the way. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Everybody have a great Monday. We will talk to you then. Thank you.
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.